Welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First time listeners turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a very different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity, especially you in the chat room now. Live and direct right now on YouTube and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also find the podcast rendition of this program by searching End of Days or simply typing Michael Deacon, which is much faster, I promise. Now, tonight, we do have a very, very special edition of the Michael Deacon program, and it's been quite difficult to get the audio just right for both of these individuals here. And I'm quite surprised we were able to pull this off, but here we are, through thick or thin. And I do appreciate all of you out there for being here with me tonight. This will be fun, and without wasting any more time, let's bring in our special guests. Marshall, are you out there? Absolutely. How's it going, my friend? Going really good. I've been looking forward to this interview. We always have a lot of fun when we hang out. We really do. And of course, you are on the telephone there. It's been a while since I've talked to you uh, through that old school device. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, we have to do it more often now that I don't know, but I'm kind of like the Internet just doesn't Internet so well. That's I know. What I've been seeing that. I'm not seeing that. Yeah, it's been very unusual. Almost yeah. too unusual, but now, you know, I'm getting a bit of an echo here from you. I thought, you know what, I should just call you back uh, through Skype, Marshall. Okay. Yes. I'm saying goodbye. Yes, let me call you back uh, through Skype here. Are you alive now? Am I? I'm, I'm live now? Yes, sir. Okay. We are live and direct, and now you sound great. Hey, you know, eventually you keep... You keep kicking it in the slats, it'll do something, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Marshall, I'm glad you're here. We were supposed to be joined by another individual, but somehow he disappeared. Oh, my word. I know. We we were just Leo's? talking to uh, Leo Zagami here. Yeah. And did he get dropped or what? I'm not quite sure. He sort of just disappeared uh, during the intro there. Wow. It happens, though. Well, I'm now- trying... Yeah, I'll message him in, in a minute here. But before we do, uh, Marshall, I thought you could tell us a little bit about yourself while I try to reach our friend, Mr. Zagami. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Handle it, Marshall. Okay. For those of you out there that are, uh, you haven't heard me before, my name is Marshall Masters, and my specialty has been Planet X over the years, but also Earth changes and other topics. And right now, uh, what I'm really tracking in my research, because I take a science approach to it, are two data sets. And on my website at YOWUSA.com, that's MarshallMasters.com, 
look for the science articles and science 41, which I put up this month, it really disturbs me. Disturbs me more than anything I've ever seen before. Yeah, it, it just really, you know, my first Planet X article was in January of 2002. And over the years, there were always things that we saw, natural events that made us concerned and we were thinking about things. I don't know how, <laughs> you know, now we're seeing more stuff in a week than I used to see in a whole year. And we keep breaking every record. I mean, you go on Drudge Report and it's like again and again and again, hottest month on record, hottest month on record, hottest month on record, breaking new, breaking new things. That's breaking old records is the new normal. And that's not a very good normal for us, as we can see. And uh, what I really wanted to talk about tonight, get into it, is uh, this new trend of what we call VLE swarms. That's very large earthquake swarms. Right. That's what we call it. And uh, in Science 41, very large earthquake swarms are becoming ominous. All right. What we did was we're updating our two principal data sets. Uh, and we use this empirical data. This is take it to the bank science. And uh, we track fireballs. We don't, you know, not not meteorites. Uh, we're not looking for, for, for meteors or falling stars, as people call them. That's small. We're looking for the fireballs, them big, smoking, honky, ugly things. And as of July 2019, uh, if you go on the site, not what I'll do is I'll just kind of scroll down through the pictures and as we do it. But what we're showing is that we have major category of multi-state and country fireballs. And this is these are fireballs that are so big, they actually, you'll see them across the state line. Now, we have been seeing an on again and off again, kind of a close pattern through July where we're seeing, uh, as in July, we had maybe about 80 of those events. However, uh, huge event fireballs, these are the big ones. And a lot of times they're even as like a small bolide. How big? The difference between a fireball and a bolide is a bolide is going you know, it's going to detonate. It's going to make a bright flash. And then if it's a super bolide, like Chelyabinsk 2013 in Russia, right? it'll detonate. You'll see a flash, and then there'll be a pressure wave, a boom. Now, that pressure wave in 2013 is what threw glass in a lot of people's faces because they, you know, they they saw the flash. They ran to the windows because they could, you know, what is that? And then boom. The wave hits and just blows the windows right into their face. A lot of folks had to have a lot of glass pulled out of their faces. And, you know, they didn't report it, but I sure hope nobody lost an eye. Well, that sounds like fun. And then, uh, huh? I said, that sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially in Russia. You know, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do this is their have a version of a care. <laughs> I, I do have the, the um, a gif up in the chat room there of one of these fireballs uh -huh. in Russia that's coming over the freeway there. Very beautiful. 
Yep, that's it. 2013. Oh, yeah. That's the one. That's that picture. And, you know, in July of uh, 2019, there was a uh, city killer that whizzed by at uh, at a fairly close distance to the sun, or, I mean to the Earth, astronomically speaking. And it came out of the sun. It was uh, asteroid 2019-OK. And Chelyabinsk, same thing. In 2013, it came out of the sun. 2019-OK came out of the sun. It came within 43,500 miles of Earth. And this is a concern because in August, just on the 8th of this year, there was a large impact on Jupiter, and it was caught. And from the size of the impact, if that had happened on Earth, it would have been an extinction-level event. Yikes. And Marshall, I'm sorry and to interrupt you there, but I have located Leo. You have good. Yes, let's bring him in now. All right. Yes, let's just uh, bring him in here really quickly. I'm sorry to interrupt uh, you there, but let's uh, bring him in here. He's been patiently waiting. Uh, hold on one moment here as I bring him in. This thing is uh, extremely annoying, boys and girls. I hate uh, this new uh, Skype system type thing here. Uh, completely annoying. Uh, but now I believe we are joined by Mr. Leo Zagami. Leo, are you alive out there? Yes, sir. Alive and kicking on my side. And now you sound fantastic. I don't know, man. I mean, uh, we, we seem to have every now and then some technical problems. What the today. hell was going on there? Everything was uh, going crazy, but now you sound fantastic, my friend. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I was uh, looking forward to follow up on uh, on the discussion with you guys. Uh, no doubt. And, of course, we were talking about some pretty crucial earth changes coming up here and all these things sort of uh, intertwined together. Marshall always talks about a conspiracy angle of the higher ups um, suppressing this sort of information. And uh, Marshall, go ahead and continue where you left off there. Sure. And uh, when we get back into where the fireballs really get kind of picked up and uh leo you probably uh, let me just bring you real yeah, fast up in. on this i'm i'm reviewing the uh data set for fireballs and for earthquakes of all magnitude which are going ballistic and right now i'm just finishing up on fireballs and i'm going to go to earthquake and uh, this is on my site uh my science 41 program where we get into, if you get on the site, you're looking at the article, the AMS monthly total fireballs. This is the slide that really is bad because our data set that we show on the slides are from 2015 through 2019. But if this were to go back to, say, 1995 or 1994, those numbers would be a fraction of what you see. It'd be a little be little nubs at the bottom. And what we have is so far this year, for from January through July, we have consistently month after month broken the record. January higher than any January in recorded history. February the same. March the same. April the same. May the same. June and July. Each month higher than any period. And July was higher than all from January through June. 
And this is this this is the low end of the year for this activity. When we when I see the August figures, which will come out in my September, then we're just going to watch this stuff explode. Leo knows as that. As it is. Leo knows the heat, by the way. Now that he lives out here in Southern California, he knows what triple-digit weather is all about. Right, Leo? Well, uh, of course, and uh, aside from being in Palm Springs uh, for most of the time, I've also went up and down uh, Nevada, New Mexico, visited Arizona, and so oh, my. Temperatures well above in the Mojave Desert, well above 120. So uh, I think that, uh, and, and I went three times to Death Valley just to get a really a real feel of uh, <laughs> what it means to be warm. Fantastic. Uh, it doesn't scare me anymore, but at the moment, Canary Islands are burning, California is burning, Oregon is burning, Washington Oof. is burning, Colombia is burning, Alberta is burning, Montana is burning, Greece is burning, Brazil is burning, Portugal is burning, Algeria is burning. I even heard that Montenegro, I think, is burning, or some other uh, parts of Yugoslavia burning. So everything is really uh, burning. And at the same time, we have earthquakes, earthquake and increase in the earthquakes. We had uh, 5.3 hit Saido, then we had a Japanese earthquake, 6.1. We had a Mexico one, 8.2. Then we have a, an, another uh, one in Mexico, 7. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we have, and of course, Chile can't miss you know, this. So we are really in, in a moment in which really uh, the earth is manifesting itself in what clearly is the, uh, an end times uh, uh, scenario, which we have all predicted for a long time. So then you can, of course, take it in a more pragmatic way, in a more religious way. You can take it in various ways. I mean, it depends from your point of view. Yes, and that's one thing I was going to ask both of you here, but before I ask that sort of question about the end times, Marshall, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Okay. Well, you know, he's following on, particularly with the earthquakes. Right. And he's really on top of the most recent stuff. What we can tell you is that for earthquakes, what we now have is a new trend. Um, which are the VLE swarms, very large earthquake swarms. And there was a VLE last year in Hawaii, and then there was a VLE this year, June, July, in California. And uh, it, excuse me, July, in, uh, in July in California. It was June, July for last year in 2018 with Hawaii. But July of this year, because of the swarms, is on record, it is the highest ever. And I'm talking not just high, I'm talking about it's easily half again more than the last, which was last year, which was uh, July, and that was the swarming in July. And typically, for the last since uh, 2013 through, it was a slow progression of about 6,000 earthquakes a month up to an average of around 10 to 11,000. Now, as of July, because of the swarm, 32,724. So, so we're three times over. That's what these swarms, the effect of these swarms. This is huge in we actually excuse the data sets for us. We now have to present with and without the VLE swarms, or because when we include the VLE swarms, the data looks screwy. And when we take the swarms out, it gives you an idea of 
how everything else is progressing. And uh, what I found interesting was when we took out the swarms for uh, California in July, uh, it was the, it, the, the actual figure was the lowest that we've had in this particular data set. So it tells us that what we're seeing is in the larger magnitude quakes, there's a slow increase there. But in the lower magnitude, this is getting much bigger, much, much bigger. Let me interrupt you here. Go ahead, Leo. A normal person would say, okay, so while your Zagami has moved from already kind of an earthquake scenario, because I used to live in Rome and then outside of Rome towards L'Aquila, where 10 years ago there was a massive earthquake. So I'm, I'm not new to earthquakes. I've I've uh, witnessed earthquakes in Italy, in, C- in Sicily, in Japan, in Iceland, mm-hmm. in many other countries. So many people will ask me, why do you come to Southern California knowing that this might be the place, you know, I'm just a few miles uh, close to the San Andreas Fault. So right. why are you coming here? This is to demonstrate to the people who are watching and listening to us today that if you have faith and you have real faith, you can uh, overcome everything. Uh, and, 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 and for that reason, uh, I'm not scared of these uh, sign of, uh, signs of the end times. I'm actually encouraging people to embrace their faith because California is going down the drain. It's going down the drain for a reason, that they have lost the faith, like the rest of the U.S. and all those lip-tarded areas around the U.S., which I have witnessed. Like, for example, I've gone back to Austin after 10 years, and it looks like an infested cities of zombies. Same with L.A., same with San Francisco, and same with all those cities which are ruled by them, Democrats, because I call them now what they are, as they are allies with the satanic temple. So uh, as I fight Satanism, I want to be facing my enemy face-to-face. I'm not scared of my enemy. I want to face him face-to-face. That's how it is. This is, this is how I live my uh, daily life. Yes, and I'm glad you brought up California. I was just going to quickly mention here that you are absolutely correct. I wasn't born in the 1970s. However, in the early 1970s, California was really the place to be. Uh, it was sunny. There was lots of, uh, lots of, um, happiness and free spirited people out there. It was a great time to be here. The economy was good. And then it, it slowly started to deteriorate. I mean, we had uh, Sonny Bono here as a mayor of Palm Springs. Uh, we have uh, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, right. Sinatra buried just a few miles from where I am now. Uh, this is a great place. I mean, it has great potential. And fortunately, Palm Springs is still one of, the, uh, of those places that resist. Uh, L.A. is nearly lost. I mean, uh, L.A. another couple It's pretty of bad. It's, it's, it's pretty lost. And, and so that's why we need to uh, really relaunch this part of the country, like we need to relaunch the rest of the country that is falling in these uh, conditions. These are not conditions that can be accepted by us in the West. These are conditions of a third world country. Third world country, yeah. This is absolutely unacceptable. When you start seeing uh, rats in rat-infested cities, um, Rome has become like that. I saw Italy becoming like that, unfortunately, oh. and, and it broke my heart. That's why I, I really prefer these days to be in the desert, because I know that here in the desert, not even a rat can survive. I mean, in, a ra- in the desert... <laughs> 
hardcore. So um, aside from that, I think that we are right in that moment of history in which we can really relaunch for a new renaissance 2.0, the whole of the US as an example for the rest of the world. And never mind if you like or dislike the, the present president, we have to fight a system which unfortunately is built by those people, the Clintons, the Bushes, the New World Order, is their thing, it's not my thing, and we need to fight it. So regardless of what is your political identity to start with, I think that at the moment Trump is doing at least a job of opposing some elements of the New World Order. So if we don't support that, I mean, and there is a lot of patriots, there is a lot of people around the US that have the possibility of still uh, being able through the First and Second Amendment, these two, you see, coming from a country in which your guns have been taken, your dignity has been taken, you don't have a freedom of speech because in Italy we still have the laws from 1930 that were implemented by Mussolini after he made the Vatican, the Vatican Lateran Pax. That's true. And uh, all this uh, coming from a country in which I can't open my mouth uh, that I get locked in. And I was locked in and they forced me to listen communist songs, psychiatrists that said to my lawyer, and I have this uh, witnessed by my lawyer, we work for the Tavistock Institute. So they were able to lock me up and make me hear every morning Bella Ciao, which is this communist song, every morning. And we have a recording a recording of it, which we're going to present at The Hague one day, which is going to show how communism is evil, but also how these people in a supposedly democratic country have overtaken, because for many years, communism was fought in Europe all the time. Then when the Cold War ended, they, we put down the guard. America stopped financing Gladio and all the anti-communist operations that we, of course, can denounce because they were put in place at times illegally with, through a lot of uh, misinterpretations of law, but also uh, criminal. Uh, they were criminal in their behavior. But at the end, guys, we were fighting communism and right. communism, the biggest evil of mankind. So no matter how you fight communism. So that is the greatest evil. So I can, you know, I can uh, ally with an ex-fascist, an ex-Nazi, an ex-everything. If the enemy is that, that is my enemy. But now the communists have allied themselves with Islam. We have seen in the last 15 years this merging of socialism and Islam that comes all the way from Scandinavia, all the way down through Germany that is colonized by millions of Muslims. And this is going to destroy the West. So either you stop it in a way that is military, either you invoke a civil war, or either you have to retire like I did and escape from, just like people did 100 years ago when uh, they started to implement fascism, Nazism, and Europe fall in a state of chaos. And in the end, of course, they call America to free, uh, to free them. This is going to happen again, unfortunately. They're always going to call uh, as a last resort when they screw up the whole system, America, to save their day. Unfortunately, we are in a situation in which Russia is already prepared to invade Europe. So that's going to trigger a reaction from America, which is going to uh, be of, uh, you can imagine what kind of proportions. So we are uh, really uh, inevitably going towards the end times. And, and so you have to have faith in something bigger 
and just uh, all this uh, if you want to survive. Yes. And by the way, before I turn it over to Marshall here with the end times question, Leo, are you officially a part of the InfoWars roster now? Yeah, well, I am an InfoWars correspondent uh, for uh, the Vatican. Of course, that has been my my role for the last right, few right. years. And, uh, and I continue to be that. And on top of that, of course, I collaborate. I'm an official InfoWars collaborator in my capacity. And, uh, and, so, and so I'm very glad that I've been welcomed in the InfoWars uh, crew. I went uh, down to Austin in early July. Uh, I spent my 4th of July with, uh, with my friends. Uh, for me, uh, the, the alliance that was sealed between me and Alex Jones in Rome a few years back uh, was, uh, was, a serious, uh, was a serious matter. And I think personally it was driven by the Holy Spirit. Ah. Uh, so, I mean, we, we have uh, definitely have, have done a lot of work together. I mean, from the moment in which we have embraced the possibility of Donald Trump becoming a president to the moment in which I had to flee Italy. Guys, you can say whatever you want about other candidates, other things, but I had to flee a country infested by socialists who censor people. And it's not only censoring them on Facebook, on YouTube, whatever, but it's censoring meaning sending you the police at home, arresting you, torturing you. This is what they do, these people. So never mind, uh, the, never mind what you I, naive idea you can have that this is what is happening. So now we have to go to the next level. This means a level in which people like me who are political dissidents, because that's what I am, speak openly against the enemy, who is on the other side of the ocean, as well, of course, on this side of the ocean with all the Democrats who are working with the Vatican, because that's what they're doing. There is not one single Democrat who is not in bed with the Vatican. Amazing. And Marshall, in your opinion, are we currently in the end times? Well, we're in deep kimchi. <laughs> that's that's another that's way, the way I see it. I'm a science guy. I'm, you know, we're, look, September 9th, 2018, I saw Planet X with my own eyes. And that changed my whole life. And so I know what's coming. I don't need the validation. I don't need to go out there and find the aha picture. That's, you know, it's a psych ufology. You could have mountains of evidence. No one's going to buy it. Um, it'd be interesting later on, actually, to hear what Leo has to say about uh, the Lucifer telescope there in Arizona, which is perfectly situated for the longest observation flyby of the Planet X system. It is absolutely perfect. If you live in Arizona, that's where you want to go. Absolutely. And Leo, sorry about Palm Springs, friend, because, <laughs> well, first off, I'll be, on, I'll be on eBay looking to see when you put your snow boots up for sale. But uh, Be careful now, Marshall. The, uh, be careful now. There's lots of wealthy people there that could get rid of this channel. So watch your words. That's a joke, by the way. Okay. All right. <laughs> Slightly. Slight joke. <laughs> so... Um, but you, Leo, you're you're within devastating. That's going to be a real concern for you there because you would be in a very heavy ashfall area. I told you to be You'd careful be about that. You'd be getting pummeled with falling debris. I told you about that as soon as I brought up the location. The the stream dropped for a moment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I told you. 
but it's important uh, that I am in the right location at the right time to deliver the right message. You see, when, for example, they have organized this year's uh, GOP for California, right uh, 10 miles from here in uh, the Renaissance uh, in Indiana Wells, uh, it's, it's, it's a great thing because in Indian Wells, there was also content in the desert before the summer. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you go from one event to the other, but uh, it, 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 it's interesting uh, to be present at both these events. I, as I said, I, I'm not scared of natural catastrophes because my faith is stronger than that. And I have seen things that really <laughs> you humans can't imagine. So I think that when you talked about Arizona and Lucifer's telescope, that's something very interesting that I mentioned about the first time on an article for Illuminati News in 2007. So imagine how long ago. Then uh, Timothy Alberino came to me in Rome and we uh, did a, a documentary for Stephen Quayle uh, where we actually managed to access the headquarters of the Jesuits. And at the same time, he uh, went inside the place where the Lucifer telescope is and what he managed to record when they thought the camera was off was very interesting because the Jesuits admitted in front of him, in front of a camera that was hidden in the bag, that at times they had to interrupt the monitoring of space because there was too much UFO activity. So this was actually admitted on camera by a Jesuit. Uh, from the observatory. Uh, I would also like to point oh. out that there is uh, uh, a feature in Omen 3, the famous film that came out at the beginning of the 80s, in which you can see that uh, telescope featured at the beginning of the movie because uh, uh, when I ask a member, Leonardo Antonio Montuoro, who is a member of the Jesuit and the Vatican Intelligence, uh, what was the, the main reason for having this telescope, he said mostly so they could uh, see the alignments of the star in order to work on the unveiling of the prophecies. That this uh, is really something I was very interested in having somebody confirming me that. And Antonio Leonardo Montoro, who was a close friend of John Paul II, confirmed me that. So I must say that uh, it's definitely a very interesting uh, telescope and the work that they are doing on a holy mountain. Otherwise... Uh, of course, uh, uh, in, in past times, that's a holy mountain that belongs to the Indian people and to certain tribes. And we know, of course, that we have also in Arizona, uh, parts of Arizona, the Hopi tribe and their uh, fantastic prophecies, if you want to call them fantastic, but on the end time scenario, which, of course, uh, are also very interesting. So I keep on following everything, but definitely, Marsha, you are right. This is a very dangerous place to be in if you don't have faith. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the way, um, Leo, I, I actually was amused by one of your last live broadcasts on your YouTube channel. You were calling numbers from Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. Yeah, I like to misbehave as a journalist. Um, I used to have a show back in the days uh, uh, when I used to collaborate back in Iceland. Yes. With a, a couple of uh, comedians who ended up, one of them ended up being, I think, uh, the mayor of uh, Reykjavik and another guy, I think, either the prime minister or a top politician, not politician. They were very funny individuals. And we, we used to call the White House. We used to call the Pentagon. We used to do all kinds of calls. This time, I instead uh, used the black book of Epstein to call 
my relatives in Buckingham Palace. As you know, I am directly related to the Queen of England through uh, the Queen Mother, the, 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 the fa Lion family in the castle of Glamis in Scotland. So I just <laughs> made a phone call to Buckingham Palace, uh, just trying to see if these phone numbers that had this, uh, they were actually still functioning, and, and I managed to go through to Prince Andrew, apparently. Oh, wow. That, uh, uh, seemed, he seemed to have panic at that point. He was going to Balmoral. He was on his way to Balmoral, where he was supposed to meet the Queen. Um, and then Sarah Ferguson got called by the Queen, and, and, and basically the Queen said, get uh, Prince Andrew out of here as soon as possible. So the day after, Prince Andrew took a plane uh, from, uh, I think, Aberdeen, to Mallorca, and uh, he's uh, still uh, in Mallorca now, uh, taking uh, off all the heat from the media. He has, of course, released a statement in which he says that he has nothing to do. But, I mean, guys, nothing to do. There is descriptions of uh, Prince Andrew getting his uh, penis service while Epstein was watching, uh, and Good all Lord. this kind of version. So, I mean, we are in front of a big scandal of immense proportion that could actually Take over. I mean, you understand that when you're talking about a royal being involved in a scandal like this, this could jeopardize the whole of the royal family and their stand. I'm not uh, saying that uh, um, the, 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 that England has to transform themselves in a republic. I'm not saying that. I'm a monarchist at heart. Uh, I come from the aristocracy. I, I, I couldn't be at the, uh, any, in any way. But, but nowadays, I'm a constitutional, uh, I like the constitutional republic of the United States, which is very different from a democracy in Europe. Uh, however, uh, in England, I would propose a different family. Simply, when scandals take over in the past, uh, I mean, uh, back in the days, families were removed from their position and new families were made royals. They were maybe members of the aristocracy that were simply moved into a higher position because uh, maybe uh, the, the king of the time had uh, um, come down with some crazy scandal like this one. So I think that the Windsors are compromising their whole house. And so the Windsors need to be kicked out because the queen has made a statement to protect Prince Andrew. He actually, she actually... Uh, made a point of bringing Prince Andrew to church before he left for Mallorca and showing her support for Prince Andrew until he left. And that means really, I mean, you are supporting a guy who is a pedof is, is, is a depraved individual. So, I mean, and there is a video that shows him in Epstein's uh, uh, apartment there in uh, house in, in New York. And there is no doubt that uh, there is a lot of witness for all, all that is happening. So I think that either uh, they do a real mea culpa or either uh, really the Windsors should be kicked out of the royal house. My goodness. And of course, before we jump right back into uh, Jeffrey Epstein and what's going on with him, I did want to ask you, Leo, what your <laughs> thoughts and opinions were on Planet X. Planet X. Uh, I'm not uh, an astro. I'm not an expert on astronomy. That's okay. I, I, I'm not uh, uh, somebody who has that kind of knowledge. Uh, from what I know from my own experiences in the past, uh, I have 
always seen a lot of disinformation around this topic of Planet X. I was involved with this topic of Planet X, if you remember, back in the days of my first interview with Project Camelot, when after that there was this Norwegian politician who made some sudden incredible declarations about Planet X and what could happen in 2012, and it was all rubbish. And I actually unveiled, I actually exposed him as an agent of the Norwegian PST, and I actually got accused of espionage for having exposed that guy. My goodness. So, you know, Planet X cost me an accusation of espionage, and I was arrested in order for espionage. Fortunately, I was uh, released, and then uh, the charges were uh, ultimately uh, the, the, the PST deposed this charge in uh, February 2010. But that meant that I was, uh, all my money, everything, my belongings were frozen for a couple of years because of a guy who I exposed for talking bullshit about Planet X. And that was the infamous Norwegian politician involved with Project Camelot. Then I, uh, during the interview with Project Camelot, understood that it was good to make them understand that there was this relation between this Barbato, this Italian guy who was bringing this footage from the Jesuits, uh, supposed footage of Planet X. And I said, guys, we have to be very careful here of the sources. If the Jesuits, uh, you know, are... are, are, are disclosing in some way Planet X. What is the interest in doing so? So, I mean, I always question things. So I'm yes. glad that Arthur is with us today. He might have a lot more research than both of us put together on this, on this topic. Oh, yes. Uh, he's a scientist. He's a guy who also has worked in the past as a journalist. So I, I, I confide in his, uh, in his preparation. But there is, unfortunately, always a lot of disinformation. But at the same time, we have to understand that it's connected with the, the prophetic uh, times we are living, that we have uh, some kind of uh, uh, unknown planet coming close to us at this moment of history. Yeah, it's very unusual uh, this time in space that we live in currently right now in this era it seems like asteroids and uh, all sorts of um, weird anomalies have been coming forward in relationship uh, with space all sorts of exoplanets being discovered you have these fast radio bursts uh, right marshall it's been pretty unusual in terms of space well everything's everything's unusual right now and our weather is uh, our weather is being heavily affected. Now, one of the things that I do make a point of saying is that for many years, I didn't see that there was a direct effect to correlation. But now I am concerned with looking at the fireball activity and what's happening. With the earthquake swarms, this is uh, radiation. We have increasing radiation. It's coming in. Uh, from the sun because it's interacting with the approach of the Planet X system. And this is all consistent with, you know, the information that we're seeing. I still track. I mean, there are people that are posting videos and all that. But for me, the real emphasis right now is working on planning and preparation, helping people to organize to survive this because there is – uh, there's a real agenda to maximize the death toll. And that's the reason why there's so much suppression. If you go on my website, actually, there's an article that I published called Why Christians Own Planet X. They do. I did see that. Like they say, like the sign says, you know, if you break it, you bought it. Well, Christians broke it. They broke the record. 
in one month, more people, Christians, were researching Planet X than probably in the history of the topic since it's been on the Internet in one month. And that was from uh, the blood moon triad prophecy that came along. And what happened was before that, the topic of Planet X was eclectic, fringe, tinfoil, hat kind of crowd. There was, uh, they were harassing, they were messing with us, but not on a big scale, not where they put a lot of assets into it. But after September 2017, then the suppression, the shadow banning, demonetization, all of the dirty tricks, wow, it just went berserk because the deep state or the globalists, the last thing they want to see are Christians of all denominations coming together with a common interest. That's one of our common grounds that we all have. Is. Sorry about that, Marshall. I just wanted to quickly uh, mention that that's one of the common grounds we all have amongst each other, that all of us have been suppressed to some extent. Uh, Twitter has also shadow banned me as well. As uh, Facebook, my uh, posting my link there will be automatically deemed inappropriate now. But yes, Marshall, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's they. it started with me last year with my Yowza channel on YouTube, and I was demonetized because I used a video from Russia with the permission of the owner as part of my report. And so they said I was reposting, and so they terminated for that reason. You know, and, and what it said was we determine – what is fair use, not you. And so uh, what we have now with social media is they're, they're propaganda publishers and they're going to throttle, uh, they're going to throttle anybody that has a message that runs contrary to their narrative. And so uh, you're getting it, you're getting throttled. They're doing it. I mean, if they can do it to the president and his son, they'll do it to anybody. And that's what's really happening. But I see, I see things changing in directions. We are in a very, very, and I think Leo would agree with this. We're we're in a very classic battle of good versus evil right now, and uh, it's globalists versus the patriots or the nationalists. People want their countries back. They're tired of unelected leaders making them poor, and there's a lot of pushback on it that's happening. And this is concurrent with all the other problems that we're having. But I believe that, and I, and I did put an article on the site, I, I said, you know, Trump needs to be our Planet X president, you know, so I know that's going to miff half the country right there. Um, but the reason why I say that is Trump D-class. He did the D-class. And when the D-class rolls out, when you actually start seeing the stuff they have on these people, it's going to blow everyone away. It is really going to be devastating information. But more to the point with Planet X, if we are now seeing with Trump D-class on all of this, then when Planet X does become visible to a lot of people, well, a lot more people are seeing it. That's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, there's a lot of talking, and there's going to be a push for disclosure. You know, 
if Trump does not disclose, he, he'll, his, his voters will walk away from him. On something that big, they'll walk. So he's a disclosure president, and he's going to have to disclose on that. But also, he's not an Agenda 21 president. He's not out there trying to get everybody killed. He's not trying to pack us into city like lemmings. Um, there's a lot of, you know, with the patriots, they do give a damn. They really do. But what I see with the elites, and I have to be blunt, you know, we say, well, what could be the death toll? Realistically, as a researcher with what I've seen in my research, that if the globalists retake the White House in this election before Planet X comes, it's back to Plan A. And Plan A will reduce the population of humanity to 5% of its prior, of its previous or its present levels. That'll be during the worst of the tribulation years. By the end of the tribulation, uh, that'll start uh, coming back up again into the vicinity of 400,000 to 500,000, half a billion, or 400 to 500 billion, excuse me. And because uh, this is what we do, you know, we're, we're as a species, we're programmed that when we get to these low numbers, we start procreating. But we're going we're going to have a shot if we don't have a government that's trying to kill us. A lot more, so a lot more of us could survive. We don't have to go down to five percent. We really don't. I can't. You know, it's not saying fine. We can save ninety percent of the people. You can't. But what if you can save an extra 5 or 10 percent? That's huge. That's huge in the long-time survivability of the species. But for the elites, they don't care. For, if they have 250 million people, that's all the slaves they need to support them in the lifestyle they are accustomed. Anything else is just a management issue. And they don't want the management issues. So they want to reduce us. And that's what's going to happen. It is also what and Leo, you know it better than anybody else. <laughs> of course, and I will add that you have to also put in the equation robotics, which is going to help the elite getting rid of the population, because at that point they just use the robots and artificial intelligence, which of course is the artificial bone, backbone to the construction of the cyber Satan, the Arimane on this planet that manifests finally. And at that point, guys, we're gonna be all screwed because if they manage to uh, microchip everybody or uh, like Elon Musk once uh, created this kind of situation where you have a computer brain interface well, uh, then everybody's screwed. And unfortunately, 10 years from now, everybody's going to run towards transhumanism. So transhumanism is really the next big thing that is going to define this civilization. And it's going to also, I think, though, create the resistance and the antidote for it. Because at one point, uh, the new generations will see that uh, artificial intelligence and robotics are not the answer for a happy life. And they would like to get off the, 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 the whole thing, the grid altogether. But at that point, they're going to have to fight because uh, the mark of the beast, as we know, is going to pervade in our society. By the way, Leo, I don't even think you need to microchip anyone. Everyone is already attached to their cell phones. I already think that's worse enough. All the information is already surrendered by our own free will right as we signed that contract with those phone providers. Uh, they want to go one step further. Ah, that's they true, want, though, yes. 
want to manipulate our thoughts right to the to the roots. You know, they oh, want yeah. to be able to implement and trigger whatever they want. Uh, in, 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 in the, the, imagine what, what can happen with the massive hack of millions of brains at the same time that literally in the matter of minutes transform themselves in homicidal killers and, and, and God knows what. Yeah, that's so, the scary part. There is a lot of crazy stuff that might happen in the next few years because of transhumanism. Yeah. There is people, of course, that see some positive sides to transhumanism. But if you see those positive sides and then you counterbalance them with all the negative effects that might go with it, uh, I think that transhumanism needs to be discussed by an ethic and moral supervision which is really high level and can't be done by politicians who come and go it can't be done by the lobbies who have their interest so the future will have to be discussed by a council of elders who really know what they're doing here because we are jeopardizing the whole of the human species with with the arrival of uh, artificial intelligence slash robotics slash microchipping slash brain interface yes elon musk he's definitely trying very hard just to bring that sort of future to us, Leo. And at the same time, like Marshall knows, uh, he knows uh, he's also working to, to, to go through the stars and, and, and to capitalize over anything. So yes. we have definitely a character, which is uh, it's, 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 it's a character right out of some kind of Orwellian scenario. But it's definitely uh, initially he presented to us uh, uh, like this innocent Tesla, uh, all the rest, you know, he used actually the name of Tesla, a bit like a, Tro a Trojan horse it's himself, no? And then after he arrives and finally now he has uh, uh, put, off, uh, put off the mask and he's showing his face, which is of full support for the AI cyber saving, which is about one bill. Amazing. And of course, this brings me to another question here for you, Marshall. I did want to get your opinion once yeah. again on the latest with Vice President Mike Pence and uh, Pentagon officials announced that they will be bringing forward the whole uh, Space Force, rather. That's going to be uh, mm -hmm. in August 29th. I was trying to remember what date it was exactly, but yes, it's August 29th. Um, what's your take on all of this? I thought we already had a quote-unquote Space Force. Well, the Space Force is, you know, they've proposed it and Trump is uh, bringing it out. The Space Force is a whole new military branch. Right. And, you know, and I think it's I think it's necessary. I look at this, you know, now, please understand, I always look at everything through the filter of Planet X because that's my topic and I see it coming. Yeah. And so, you know, this is. uh if we have this, then what that will allow is for the government to really pull the wraps off a lot of this technology from Area 51 that we've stolen and or, you know, found and or bartered for. And this could really be in thinking of what's coming. I mean, if you have a, an advanced spaceship. And there's an asteroid, and it's got our name on it, and it's a planet killer. It, wouldn't you want to be able to go out and have somebody shoot it down? Sure. Blow it up, okay? And then, you know, for those that go, well, what about the Anunnaki, <laughs> the, the aliens that live on Nibiru? When they come, 
they're going to be pretty nasty. They're, you know, they're going to come for women and gold. And uh, if they come and we have a very, very strong space force, I could see a situation where Trump would do something common sense, practical. He'd say, you can have the gold, but you can't take the women. If you try to take the women, we'll bleed you so bad, you'll be sorry for the rest of your lives that you did it. And uh, that could be a game changer in terms of our species becoming free. And I think it's important. So I am fully behind the Space Force. Right. I totally see the need for it. And because this is a wonder, we need the protection. And this is also a way for advanced technologies to come out from behind the curtain, or at least partially. Yes, and the Trump administration has cited potential threats from China and Russia as part of the reasoning behind creating the Space Force. I thought that would be one of the more major reasons, since China and Russia are both not on our sides. They are definitely willing to take us out. Yeah, but I mean, of course, uh, each uh, nation sovereign uh, to itself uh, is trying to do their own interest. Uh, when it comes to space, though, yes. the, the thing is that, uh, of course, uh, they want to screw up this whole planet. Uh, uh, and at one point, they know that this prophecy will manifest uh, with uh, this Armageddon scenario. So what's the solution? The solution is for those who will survive, who will be chosen to fly them all to Mars and then reestablish the human race there once here uh, the, the planet has been uh, irrevocably compromised. <laughs> that is unfortunately what is going to happen, and that is uh, what they wanted uh, to have. I mean, of course we can resist, but uh, when you have in front of you enemies and of course an establishment that has uh, all the technology on their side, um, it's going to be very difficult. So that's why we need to have a lot of faith, hoping that with our faith and with, uh, like Marshall said, here in the U.S., we have a lot of patriots, a lot of people that think differently. Um, Space Force can become uh, a warranty for us to survive in, in, in tomorrow's space race, which will be for the survival of the human species, because we are going... Um, towards a, a moment in civilization in which uh, it, it's possible we're going to compromise the human species forever, but not because of the pollution and all that. I mean, people are focusing too much on, on, on that side of things, when in reality, like you said earlier, people already have their mobile phones compromising their DNA in the last few years. And, and it's, and it's going to compromise more and more uh, the human beings in the next few years, when it's going to become uh, part of our uh, body and is going to start become the first element of interaction with the machine, and then there's going to be people who are going to be willing to to have a piece of the pieces of them interacting with the machine and being the machine. Immortality, uh, Leo. Immortality, that's another yeah. thing, you see. What the elite is doing, and that is something that I've been discussing lately uh, also on uh, um, on the Alex Jones show, uh, there was Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, uh, came here with Tony Robbins uh, uh, in Kingman, in, in Mojave County, in the middle of nowhere, in the desert. I had actually uh, a talk, uh, a speech myself in, in Kingman, uh, at the, which is on uh, Route 66 at the beginning of July. But why did they 
are they doing all this? With the immense power of the sun, because you are in the desert, of course, that's an immense power. They want, the, the Duchess of York was trying to sell the whole thing as they were producing energy to help mankind. No, that's not the case. You have seen, of course, the movie Transcendence. They want to upload on these data centers, which are enormous and that absorb all of the energy which is being absorbed. In fact, if you actually go and study the program by Pegasus Research, which has from out of Las Vegas, which has established this center as a blueprint for a bunch of centers that would be established worldwide, those data centers will be used to upload the brains of the elite. So that is going to be, unfortunately, what is happening. And by and with the fact that they, then they have, if you just go to this new uh, data center that they are creating there near Kingman, they have paramilitary forces in front of it with equipment that is not of normal security companies. I have people there on the ground who are experts in weapons and in paramilitary, and they told me this is not normal, Leo. What they're doing here is like some kind of pseudo-military situation, and they are, of course, uh, the, the guy Robbins, uh, who, as you know, has also been accused of being himself a molester. Sarah Ferguson is herself, the ex-husband is the friend of Epstein, and she herself has all her numbers on Epstein's black book. So this is the Ooh. kind of people who want to upload their sick brains into the virtual world and then become immortal. Well, let's stop them right here before it's too late. Yes, and one of the other things you have to worry about out there in Palm Springs, uh, Leo, are those Tesla drivers who are falling asleep behind the wheel out there too. Yeah, well, I, I see them every now and then. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I see them every now and then, but I mean, I, I'm not really that worried because uh, these Tesla divers are also very rich and have a very big, big rich assurance. Oh, so, yes, they do. <laughs> it will not really damage so much my pocket as theirs. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not the, the, the biggest problem around here. That's for sure. Oh, yes. And of course, Marshall, are you still with us, Marshall? Yep. There you oh, are. We still have Marshall tuned in. That's great. Yes, I thought he might have been gone there. Oh, no, you guys were on a roll. <laughs> so I was just fly on the wall. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it, it, I think it's very interesting that we are here, you know, conversing and, and giving uh, all these inputs today from different sides of, the, of, of this topic, uh, which is, of course, uh, the signs of the end times that we are all living, you know, and, that, uh, that, uh, and, and of course, then we, we might uh, maybe focus more on one thing or the other, but these are definitely unusual times. So uh, I think that civilization here in the U.S. Uh, will survive for another few years, but uh, we might see uh, a few states breaking up from the Union uh, 10 years from now. I think you're right about that. And of course, one of the things that uh, Marshall has gotten lots of heat for uh, in the past, and Marshall, I, I have to tell you this one, and of course, you're not going to be surprised by this, Marshall, but you have been continuously scrutinized uh, here on the program uh, via comments uh, every now and then people will still post comments saying things like, oh, Marshall, I don't believe him. He predicted a date and it didn't come true. And Marshall, I, I get those sort of things all the time. And, and I know you do too, Marshall. Never predicted. Right. Yeah. Right. I never, never predicted a date. And uh, that's disinformation. Yeah, people and, attack you, Marshall. Uh, the, yeah, they attack me. 
So, but it's always been that way. You always have, when you're a controversial figure, you're always going to have that. Frankly, it, I, I've never been bothered by it because people get out there, they badmouth me, and then other folks are, well, they, you know, it's like schoolyard politics. You well, that's a good see thing, though. A whooping. It's a good thing, though. At and least they, at least they talk about you, though. On my website, and they read my stuff, and they go, wow, you really are, you know, you, your work has integrity. And I get, a, I get yeah, you, you hear these people, and a lot, they're either crumudgeons or they're disinformationalists, and they're posing. But I get uh, all the time. I, I get yeah. wonderful emails of support from people who see the the terrible things that are said about me and the suppression, but they know the quality of my work. Yeah, and they they thank me for it, and I really do appreciate. That. Well, that well it that really woman does help. That the woman uh, called in here. She was crying. Remember? Yeah, she was crying to talk to you, Marshall. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, it was. That was an amazing and. Uh, it was just so good to be able to tell her, hey, you're not alone. Because I remember, you know, she was, she had these very profound experiences with her father. I thought that was a stunning interview that we did. And that caller was, she really touched everyone's heart. And so, yeah, and people this think is this more uh, in terms of, uh, <laughs> and people uh, think this show if, is uh, scripted, Marshall. Actually, pardon? I was saying people think this show is uh, scripted. <laughs> Far from it. I can't get <laughs> Yeah, that's ridiculous. But go uh, ahead, Marshall. I just wanted to say that to you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, gosh, you know, people say all this. They say crazy things. And it, it doesn't, you know, it really doesn't stick. You know, if you're just going to listen to somebody who's going to shape your opinion because they said it and they said it on the Internet, so you're going to believe them, well, then that's who you are. Or if you're going to say, hey, I'm going to go take a look at this and sort it out for myself and decide this on my own. Well, now you're someone the elites really don't like. You're intelligent. Well, of course, <laughs> the thinking out of the box so, is very easy. I mean, uh, it's, it's like when you think out of the box and you are not talking regular things, you will always get attacked for your beliefs. It, it's, it's obvious that the consistency right. comes... Uh, in, 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 in things that you have said and manifesting. So, uh, like you said earlier on, it's better not to give any dates because the uh, people who have done that have always failed. Um, and, and, and I'm talking both in the religious as well as in other kind of topics. Uh, like in ufology, we have a lot of these people who say, ah, we are about to live with a sudden disclosure. We're going to have an announcement on the 5th of, oh, or we're going to have a meteorite striking the earth next month on the 20th. We have so many of these announcements that they have really been made repetitively on us. Uh, in a way, they have numb, numb our feelings. So nowadays, anybody can say anything and you, you can get trolled, even if you're actually saying the truth. That's true. Absolutely. And of course, Marshall, I forgot to ask you, with all the current allegations going on with one Jeffrey Epstein, there's been all sorts of different theories of what could have or what didn't happen uh, to one Jeffrey Epstein. Did he commit suicide? Did he get whacked? Was there a body double? Marshall, what's your reaction? Yeah, I've been following that. There's a lot of conjecture. The one thing about Epstein that's very patently clear to me, he was worth more dead than alive. Because while he was alive, his attorneys could block the government or throttle their efforts for a period of years on getting uh, evidence submitted to the court. 
And now that he's dead, it's a straight shot. And there's a lot of stuff that can be found and applied and used. And, uh, you know, the, the question a lot of people are saying, there's so much. I mean, it's like it's dark. another JFK, right? You know, uh, his his death is crazy. He could be, I, I look at it this way. It could have been a situation where he was put into a facility. There was a lot of instruction that was given. I mean, you know, the head of the prison system was fired over this. Uh, so uh, Barr was really miffed. Uh, and this was something where the deep state, because they have their tendrils into everything, and they got in there and they wanted to get Epstein and they wanted to take him out. And they did. Now, the other side of the coin is, well, there was a body double. This is a hoax and Epstein. Well, if that's the case, Epstein is still as good as dead and he's gone anyway. Because they'll probably, let's say, just for speculation, just for speculation, that they just said, all right, Jeffrey, here's the deal. The people you were working with, they want you dead. Now, we're going to take you to some remote location, and when we're finished with the uh, plastic surgery, uh, you're not going to look like who you ever were. You're going to have a whole new identity, you know, and you're going to spend the rest of your years sitting in a, you know, tract home in New Mexico or something. And uh, But what you are going to do in exchange is you are going to give us where to find all the really good stuff. And so... It could be those two possibilities where Epstein was just, uh, they were going, well. Not sure. Um, Mexico, I was thinking of Zorro's Ranch, which still hasn't been raided by Oh, the by the way, um, Leo, hold on one second. I just wanted to quickly tell Marshall. Uh, Marshall, while you were telling us about that, in my mind, I got the poster uh, popping up in my mind of the 1997 film Face Off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Classic yeah, film. Yeah, I remember that film. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be amazing if they did a face-off? But look, either way, it doesn't I, – I think – It doesn't matter. That this was an orchestrated hit by the deep state because they want to take him down. They don't want him talking because there's so much dirt. And so they wanted to kill him. And But keep in mind, you know, right after Epstein was arrested – it was reported that his attorneys made a deal, a plea offer deal, saying, hey, he'll spill the beans all the way around, but he's got to have a reduced sentence, all right? And it needs to be in a better facility or whatever. Prosecutors didn't take the offer, okay? And if they didn't take the offer, it was because they already had what they needed. Interesting. And, and that ahead, was sorry. what left him vulnerable. And so it doesn't, whether he's still alive and helping or not, doesn't matter. Because the thing of it is, is that now all of this information that Epstein had on the island and in his, you know, his different properties, they have immediate instant access to it. They don't have to worry about submitting evidence. And all of a sudden, they have defense attorneys taking, you know, throwing paper at him and grinding it out for years and years and years. They can't do it because he's dead. He's worth more dead than he is alive. And what we are going to see 
is that when this finally does roll out, and they're going to have to do it smartly because they only have one shot at this. They spill the beans and people are not ready for the information. They'll be casting their pearls before swine. But that's the reason why you keep hearing things being mentioned again and again and again. Trump, I mean, on one side, you have a whole, half the country that has a psychological disorder about this. And the other half just love them. I mean, this is a crazy situation. But the thing about it, you got to understand about Trump is Trump is the tip of a spear. He's the tip of a spear. This Everything that's happening is a military operation. You have the military. And what they did was they saw the treason and the sedition with the globalists and what was happening the thing that set the military off was Benghazi. That was the flashpoint, all right? That was the Pearl Harbor. That was the Archduke Ferdinand. That's where this thing really started going apy. You know, and there's a Q, QAnon movement. Well, I knew about all of this stuff that we're talking about six months before there was a Q. And I'm getting my intelligence from law enforcement, Okay. Folks that are out there strapping it on every day, and they're following this. And so what you have is a situation where when they do start dropping everything, and we're not that far from it now. All we have to, there's a few things that are coming in. There was uh, the Inspector General report. When that comes in, that's going to, and the delay, I think, was adding a real bombshell to it. Right. So. That comes out, then as the full disclosure, uh, you have Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton. That guy is a ball buster. I love him. He's after him. Boy, he just knows how to use the courts. And so the deep state right now, they're big and they're powerful, but they are vulnerable. And so we're going to see what they're going to do with the deep state is, for average folks, all of this stuff about uh, the day in, day out, and all the propaganda hysteria. I mean, CNN is, I worked with CNN in the 80s. And if what was happening now happened in the 80s, every one of them get their ass fired, and they'd be kicking rocks down the road. I'm serious. Right. Ted Turner would have said, you guys are stooges. Get, get out of here. You don't know how to do real news. They don't. They don't know how to do real news. They're just, you know, I mean, Don Lemon, he must spend an hour every morning in front of the mirror practicing his indignant face. That's a know? very that's a very angry man. I mean, man. remember what? Yeah, he's got that. It's, you know, I'd say to him, hey, you know, remember what your mom said? Keep doing that. You'll go blind. But anyway. <laughs> right. What we have is the media, okay, is a – I'm looking at this. My God, this is a, this is a propaganda machine that Stalin or Goebbels – would have given their left anything for, okay? I mean, I'm surprised Trump's not down at 10% with all the negative, programmed negative lies. And I mean, you know, I check in, I read the articles, and they'll have these salacious headlines that really smear Trump. And then you get down on the article, and it's like, bullshit, okay? You know, and they go, <laughs> and you get, and it's all pump Trump hysteria. And that's all they're doing. That's what's happening these days. 
but it doesn't matter. When this thing drops, and let's say they get rid of Trump. You know, they're trying to assassinate him all the time. If they can't do that and they can't impeach him and they can't get him out for another reason, what happens if they get rid of Trump? It's not going to change what's happening. Someone else, because the military is behind this, someone else will pick up the colors and continue the charge. All right. And all of this is unfolding with military precision. You, what you have are hack politicians and wannabe criminals. They're up against people that understand games and theories in ways they could never imagine. And that's what's unfolding. And so I'm sitting back and I'm watching it and I'm watching what's moving, moves, counter moves, moves and counter moves. But right now, we're waiting for the shoe to drop. And when that happens, then it's going to drop again and again and again. And the first thing they're going to do, the whole reason for this whole pedo island stuff is that is how they go at the globalists. Instead of saying, oh, you violated this law and you lied and you did this and all these abstract white collar crimes. All right. Now, what people know is you're raping children. You're raping children. Oh, well, let's tie you to an anthill, pour Cairo syrup all over your groin and walk away. You know, that's a powerful visual. That's it. That's, yeah. And so people, they're not going to tolerate that. And this is an important thing. Um, we're going to have this. We're going to have some real stuff opening up here in the, you know, between now and the election that is going to stop when people learn what's happening. I mean, one of the first things I learned, it was really interesting when they were talking about, there they are on Pedo Island. And part of the teams was New York Special Victims Unit was there, okay? They deal with these kind of things. Well, six months before there was ever a QAnon, I knew that, and this is well known in the Q community, that there was a video found on Anthony Weiner's laptop, and it was his get-out-of-jail video. It was his deep, dark... And it was a satanic ritual sacrifice. And it was what they did to the child was so inhumanely brutal. You can't imagine. The child was alive when they literally cut her face off. And then the people who were celebrating would put this child's, the skin of her face over theirs and dance around. And when these people who deal with the most perverse crimes day in and day out saw these videos, they were they were crying and throwing up. Okay. This is the kind of stuff that's going to come out. And we're going to start seeing it. It's going to shake everyone's life. And so for me, sit back, watch the show. Well, I guess I'll tell you one trick. Not sure. Sorry if I interrupt you. Then, Sit down and watch the show. Pardon? Maybe, uh, sorry if I interrupt. I mean, you want to sit down and watch the show also because maybe you are a little bit older than me. My generation, a little bit younger, born in 1970. Personally, I like to have an AK-47 AK under the bed ready for action. I think that we are not ready to give up on uh, on this uh, civilization just yet. 
So I think uh, the patriots that are following us uh, and that are following also Infowars uh, have demonstrated that we are much, uh, very much alive and ready to uh, create uh, uh, a, re a resistance to all this mess. That's why, of course, Silicon Valley is censoring us. I mean, it took me only a photo with Alex made uh, in, while I was in Austin. They banned my Instagram account. Uh, they have, uh, of course, repeatedly um, closed down my Facebook. They continuously threatened to ban me, but they have done that for many years, even before it was fashionable. Uh, I had already been uh, censored and had face, five Facebook accounts closed by 2012, so that was a while ago. Uh, I think that the system is scared, and so, I mean, this is going to end up in a civil war. It's not going to end up uh, just in uh, sitting back and enjoying the show. The show, maybe you can do it. I cannot. I mean, my generation cannot afford to just sit back and enjoy the show. Yes. And Leo, by the way, well, not... oh, go ahead, Marshall. Yeah. If you have something to say, go it's, for it. It's okay. When I say enjoy the show, I mean, I'm not enjoying the misery that's happening. It's just an expression because if you just sit back and you know what's coming. I mean, if you follow the Q community and the folks that are the Anons that are in it, there there's always these crumbs, these breadcrumbs and proofs. And, you know, time and time again, I see something happen. I was told that would happen two or three months before. This has happened again and again and again and again and again. You're following it. And the interesting thing is that the elites were able to close down the 8chan board. I think that's where Q was posting, and Q has been quiet, but I think uh, they're just going to get 8chan back up again, except when they get it back up, it'll be hardened so strong that the deep state won't be able to bring it down again. And there is, uh, yes, it's a difficult time coming. What people need to understand is that who are the big enemies of each other here, okay? And it's not Trump versus the Democrats. The globalists are in both parties, yeah. Republican and Democrat. Uh, this is really about the central banks. The central banks are what have us in poverty. It's the reason why most Americans live check to check. It's the reason why we're in debt up to our eyeballs, every which way the nation's in debt, credit cards in debt, because central banks are designed to enslave people with debt. And this is what Trump and the Q Alliance, these are the people they're really after. These are the true globalists, which are the central banks. And this is the reason why you're, you're seeing what you're seeing uh, in France, Italy, and England now. All right. And so there's uh, where people want to move away from central banks and, and debt, and they want to have their own currency backed by gold and silver. And they want to have bi bilateral, bilateral trade deals that are good for both sides. And this is not what the globalists are, are wanting. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of suppression that goes on. I mean, I'm amazed I'm on tonight. For the last five days, I have been wrestling with Verizon because my account got hacked and they throttled my internet access. And we finally got it cleared up, had to go to third level security to do it. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, we deal with this is, but this is just, and I think Leo say the same thing and you would too. This is the life we chose. So there it is. It's part of the game. It'll change. The tide will turn. The tide will turn and it will change. It's absolutely part of the game. You know, it's, that's why you can't live a normal life after you come out with uh, all this uh, and, and then expect that nothing happens. Uh, I, I have to. <laughs> that's the, true. You know, that's the, true. It's, it's like, you know, I, that's why I had to leave Italy. That's why I'm here. That's why I chose a specific place. Uh, that's why I have to be a guard by heavy security 24 hours a day. That's how it works, man. I mean, uh, it's, it's not like uh, we are just playing a game here. We, there is some reactions to what we have been doing. Uh, I have started uh, this uh, mission uh, in 2006 of uh, exposing uh, especially the Vatican, especially the Jesuits, especially certain Masonic lodges. Uh, and of course, they went after me after. They, they accused me of espionage in Norway. I was arrested espionage. I was uh, tortured, locked up. Uh, then my books came out in Italy. I was involved politically there, and they persecuted me more there. Um, but but that, that's that's it. We, we, people need to understand that if there is no persecution, then it means that uh, your message is not even worth persecuting. That I mean, I, I see all these people on the internet who who say, "Oh, I'm a victim of MK Ultra. I'm a victim of this. I'm a victim of that." They're following me. They're chasing. Who are you, my friend? Who are you? Are you the cousin of the queen? Do you have a billion dollars in your bank? Are you the cousin of Epstein? Do you have any relatives that are worth anything? Because that's how it works. Right. You know, if you are, you know, if, of course, if, uh, I don't know, my uncle is uh, the prince of Monaco, the cousin is the thing of this and that, of course, then you, you get uh, to have problems because uh, it's, <coughs> it's uh, uh, um, they're going after the people who, within the elite, rebel or decide to denounce them or go oppose them. Uh, they had uh, in place for many years uh, um, uh, groups, secret groups that use psychiatry and use the, they have used it. Of course, we, we know what, uh, what has happened with all the experiments that have done repeatedly, uh, both here and in Canada with MK Wooten and all the rest. But there has been also groups that were, sh were shaped by the elite of doctors that were meant to punish their own if they went out of order. In Italy, there is a specific place in San Giovanni, uh, in the area of San Giovanni in Rome, in a, in a building, high security, where all the aristocratic people who have opposed, who have, uh, there is the ex-lover of Berlusconi there, who used to be a very famous TV presenter, and uh, she uh, is from a very important aristocratic, actually royal bloodline. And she uh, was uh, chosen by Berlusconi to do a sexual magical child uh, with a sexual magical operation in, in Scotland. And uh, when uh, everything, uh, and then at the same time, she was married to a member of the Secret Service. When all this didn't happen, they just locked her up and they filled her up with drugs. And, and, and I, who have a house uh, not far from there, uh, I used to see her every day when she was in a two hours leave from the hospital, and it was heartbreaking. Me and my wife once saw her. It was heartbreaking to see how they treated these people. And myself, I more than once, they tried to do the same with me. I had to really 
Yeah, I mean, there is times in which I was risking my own life and I had to really run for my life. And, 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 and so uh, people maybe don't uh, realize this from the outside and they think, okay, I'm persecuted by this. Listen, guys, if you don't have anything to be persecuted for, if your boyfriend is not Barack Obama or if uh, you don't have anything to hide, they will not never come after you. They're simply not interested. You have to have either a lot of money or you have to be a member of the bloodlines or a member, and, and, and of course, of certain uh, secret societies, certain fraternities, certain groups that we commonly refer as the Illuminati. And, and, and so uh, I, I would like uh, if uh, uh, one of the people who are following me now, documentaries, want to know where to go, I can address them and they can go and check for themselves this high security building right in the center of Rome, full of children of rich people who have decided to rebel, who have said something more they sh that they should have said, and they were automatically picked up and brought in this place, brainwashed, and they were made to become zombies. Because this has happened to me more than once, they tried to do the same. Fortunately, my father was a psychiatrist. I was very, very much an expert of certain things. I never fought for their tricks. The majority of people, unfortunately, from the black aristocracy, from family like the Colonna family, the Orsini, the Fiend. There is people who have been persecuted and who have ended up their life watching an empty wall because simply because they have rebelled to the establishment. It's very sad. I think that this needs to be investigated. I think that this is very important because we need to have understanding that within the elite, there has been people who have been really uh, persecuted. Yes, no doubt. And of course, I, I didn't quite get your take on Jeffrey Epstein and what you think may or may not have happened to him, Leo. I definitely want to get uh, your reaction to that. Well, regarding Jeffrey Epstein? Yes. Yes, aside from the fact that he wanted to create his own breed, his own aristocratic breed, that's what he was working on right. all years, you know, through this spasmodic research of, uh, of, of women that then in turn will produce uh, many little Epsteins that will be genetically modified to, to become the prevailing uh, race. In, in this mess that we have nowadays. Of course, he was working both with the CIA, the Mossad. He has been working within the pedophilia elite for such a long time that it's very difficult that this guy has actually um, managed to... I mean, it's very difficult that this guy could be alive, but it's also very difficult this guy is not alive. I mean, there is two possibilities here. Either they sent like a double, like Marsha said, and he might end up his life in Antarctica, on Rothschild Island or somewhere else in Antarctica. Who the heck is going to go in Antarctica? Antarctica is a place which is controlled by the military. There is no access for civilians if you don't have special permits. So, I mean, it's the ideal place to just go and, 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 and establish your own colony over there. So that, that is a possibility. The other possibility, of course, is that it's been whacked because I said it from the beginning, the moment in which you involve a royal, in this case Prince Andrew, more than the Clintons. The Clintons are not royals. They might be left-wing aristocracy, communist aristocracy, libtard aristocracy, but they're not royalty. 
instead, when you talk about Prince Andrew, you're talking about the son of a woman who has her face on every single coin minted in the UK and in all this, the nations of the Commonwealth. So that is a different thing. That means that you're automatically dead. So uh, if you go against that kind of thing. And the day before, of course, he was uh, uh, allegedly whacked, <laughs> there was, uh, they were already starting to discuss this whole thing regarding Prince Andrew. So I, uh, from the 9th of July, though, I predicted that he would be Epstein, he would be killed. He became like the epitome of uh, the person that could be killed. That's why I think uh, maybe the next one to end up like him would be Cardinal Pell. Uh, Cardinal oh, Pell, right. who has uh, appealed, but his appeal has not been accepted. He's been sent back to jail, and now they will try again in the high court. But up until then, there is a possibility that uh, he might uh, <laughs> be removed because uh, he, he knows a lot of things. He knows. <laughs> And he knows. Uh, these people know a lot of things. Epstein knew a lot. Of, he himself said, I know a lot of things. I want to make a deal here. He actually said, it. I want to make a deal. So if a guy says that and then he, 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 he gets killed or allegedly killed, because then there is another thing. This, this double, who, uh, if it's not him who has been used, in reality, actually, there is some differences in his nose, his mom, and in some other parts of the ear. And oh, the so ear, on. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they might have uh, just uh, put in a double. It's not a big deal. There was actually a ban that was seen, that was an unreported ban, that uh, apparently in the premises during this, uh, this whole thing. I would like, if, if, if Barr was really honest about his investigation, it's very easy. Go and check the bank accounts of every single person involved in that prison. And let's see what happens in the next few months. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way of finding out. And of course, another strange thing was the bizarre painting of Bill Clinton that Epstein had in his townhouse out there. And uh, again, another photo, another strange painting, rather, was found out there in his New Mexico ranch. I think you mentioned that uh, pretty early on here, Leo. But the Mexico ranch is the fact is that it's the only place that has not been raided yet. So I made a joke earlier on on my social network. You know, people have been talking about raiding Area 51. I think it would be much more interesting to raid uh, Epstein's Zorro's ranch at this point. <laughs> um, I think that the laboratory in function at Zorro's ranch that permitted him to see 20 women in one night, you need to have a lab to do that. It would be very interesting what kind of lab what kind of, uh, if the seeding was done, uh, then uh, if, if his own, there was some kind of modification that uh, this sperm that he was producing then was injected in these women in some way and then maybe modified to uh, create a super race because he was really obsessed with creating a race and also he was obsessed with artificial intelligence. Yeah, he was very much into eugenics and for those that don't know, Zorro, Zorro Ranch is a 10,000 acre residency in Stanley, New Mexico. Uh, for those who are not following along, and of course, it has its own airport hangar, runway pools, a firehouse, uh, guest homes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, everything really that you would want. And of course, Epstein had hoped to use the $17 million property to impregnate countless women and seed the human race with his DNA, as reported by the New York Times. My God. I mean, it's not like here we're not anymore in the realm of conspiracy theory. Like for years in my books, we are in the realm of conspiracy reality. So, I mean, uh, it's a reality full of conspiracies, of course, uh, with people who are dishonest, people who should be arrested, who are above the law like the Clintons, who are continuing to be above the law and that the Americans tolerate. I mean, this is actually something that still... I can't accept. I mean, I can't get my head around it. How these guys are still walking the earth, Hillary and Bill Clinton, two people who should be jailed. A lot of people believe they should be in jail, no doubt. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's incredible. So, I mean, the, the study, the research that uh, these scientists were doing together with Epstein was a really a scientific research, but they also said that Epstein himself was always obsessed with the sexual element in all of it. And so uh, I saw a report by a friend of Epstein who is a scientist who was almost justifying Epstein. Oh, well, he's sick. He has an illness. He's always horny. You know, he's like these women who are always horny. He's a man who is always horny. You know, poor guy. By the he, way, he, uh, Leo, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing that I have heard from other individuals when you bring up Epstein. They say, but what about the girls and their parents? Were they driving uh, their daughters to see this guy, were they being paid? Were they really victims? There's some people that are actually, you know, saying that and actually have that mentality, regardless of what happened. And lots of these girls were underage. And some people out there were saying or are saying on the Internet things like, well, it's legal, uh, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't make it right, in my opinion, Leo. Listen, he even uh, paid this guy, Jean-Luc Brunel, who is some kind of fruitcake who has, um, uh, he, he made, he gave him some money to open uh, a model agent management that still exists called MO2. And this model management has been built for the sole reason of providing fresh meat to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Uh, I, I say fresh meat, and I'm sorry to be so crude about it, but at one point, Jean-Luc Brunel brought from Paris three 12-year-old girls. Lord. And, and, and they were triplets, and, 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 and they had to service Epstein with oral sex all night, and then the day after they were sent back to Paris. They were 12 years old. So, I mean, guys, there is no way we can condone this kind of behavior. This Jean-Luc Brunel, who is described in the Black Book as... Uh, it's actually written, if you go on the Black Book, it's written by pen by uh, Jeffrey Epstein, provider of young females, is actually, you know... Talent scout for young females is actually written, so he's not even hiding it. And and this guy is still walking uh, here tranquil uh, across, uh, you know, around the U.S. Nobody's yeah. stopping him now. How is it possible, guys? And we're talking about pedophile ring where people have been exposed in the news over and over again. And these people are just left uh, walking along because probably they have way too much dirt on powerful people that went along with Epstein to all these things. 
We know that Epstein was recording everything that went on in Epstein Island, and that was the main reason for the FBI to raid that island, because in that island everything was recorded. So, you know, especially when the, 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 the Saudi prince, the guy who is in charge now of Saudi Arabia, heard that he had been recorded, he was like, oh, oh, mamma mia, oh, yes, you know, Allah, Allah, oh, 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 oh. I mean, these are people who are so hypocritical, people like the, 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 the scumbag who rules Saudi Arabia, like the majority of Muslim countries. They punish people for just being, for a little thing. They stone a woman and kill her, or they chop the hair of homosexual, or they do terrible things. But when they go abroad, like they go in Cairo, in Paris, or they go in Jeffrey Epstein's island, then they do everything they want. This is the hypocrisy, you see. This is the hypocrisy that I saw with my own eyes when I was in Scandinavia, I remember. At one point, uh, one night in Oslo, they surrounded the big building, and a friend of mine was invited to participate to this party, and the Secret Service was outside guarding this whole party, and inside there were naked women, cocaine and the whole thing. And there was the prince of Norway, the prince of the Spain, the prince of this and the prince of this other, a bunch of degenerate people who are above the law. That's the thing, you know. I think that in this end-time scenario, all these truths should be made public. I, I think that uh, people should come out in the open with their perversions, if they have such uh, perversions, because there's no room anymore for hypocrisy. There is no room anymore for this lie that is plaguing our society and that is making basically this whole society a society of double standards. Yes, certainly. And one of the reasons why early on, back before Trump was elected, I was in the belief that perhaps since he was maybe good friends with him or not, I'm not quite sure what the relationship was, he denies being good friends with Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not sure if that's true or not. We we don't know that. And yeah, of course, a little bit the, the the relationship. Trump actually kicked him out of Marlago for having importuned a young lady. Trump is a guy, of course, who likes ladies. We all know it's not a secret. Everybody sure. in the yeah. U.S. knows that Trump uh, likes the ladies. Well, thank God he likes the ladies and he doesn't like little children. That's by true. The way. Yeah. And so, uh, having said that, he liked the ladies. But when he saw that he had in front of him, not a normal guy, but a guy who would go after the staff in Marlago who probably was underage and, and, and minors, well, at that point, Trump said, okay, I'm going to cut ties with this pervert. So, I mean, instead, Clinton went on, went on, went on, and went on 27 times on that. Yeah, uh, Lolita that Express. So, I mean. Craziness. That. But that's one of the reasons that had made me not really want to support Trump very much, uh, simply because of his association that deep with one Jeffrey Epstein. But, of course, we're finding out that that relationship probably wasn't exactly what it seems to be after all. And uh, another thing was Goldman Sachs. Those were the two major points of why I've always been sort of resistant towards uh, Trump. But then again, I'm resistant towards anyone who wants to be president of the United States uh, naturally. Go ahead, Leo. Yeah, no, I want to just say that uh, when it comes down to the difference, it, Epstein will not have been arrested in the way he has been arrested 10 years ago. Let's see the difference of how Epstein was treated in prison at the time of Obama and at the time of 
Trump. Ooh. At the time of Obama, he was given the possibility of basically using his prison sentence to do what the fuck he wanted. Right. He actually used the police as bodyguards. He cha- he, they even had to change and put themselves in plain clothing. In plain clothing. He actually paid the sheriff uh, of, of the place where he was so he could provide them with this kind of service. He, he actually raped women during that time who are now coming forth. I actually announced that in an article I wrote earlier on on LeoZagami.com saying, listen, if they found these little panties in prison 10 years ago, it was because he was using them. And in fact, now there is three women that came forward that they were apparently raped during the time he was in prison, in a prison sentence. So that is very different from ending up dead in a prison now. So if Trump's solution is to get Epstein whacked, I'm sure that nobody in the U.S. or the world says this guy was a good guy and, and shouldn't be whacked. We're all happy. Great. A, a pedophile less. So <laughs> my compliments. That's it. But there is definitely a difference between the conditions of today and the conditions of exactly 10 years ago when yeah. this guy was arrested. And also there was another thing that the judges didn't do 10 years ago. They didn't follow up on his infamous egg-shaped genitalia. Oh, my goodness. Because he has a very – Epson had a very specific kind of egg-shaped genitalia that was very easily uh, identifiable <laughs> by the teams. Yes. And the judge refused that specific, which in a case of rape, the judges are not, they have to accept this kind of specifics. And instead, they refuse it. And uh, when he was interrogated 10 years ago, Epstein got up, and, and I actually posted a video on my YouTube channel. He got up in disdain and refused to answer, like he was superior to all of it. Now, my dear friend, now we would like actually to see your egg-shaped genitalia because that will, no, no, because that would be the way we can distinguish him from a double. If they put a double, he will not have his egg-shaped genitalia. So if you want to actually prove that the guy who died is Jeffrey Epstein, that is the most easy way to do it. It reminds me of uh, the Michael Jackson case. My goodness. Uh, but yes, for those that are not following on, prosecutors said that between 2002 and 2005, he ran a sex trafficking ring in which he abused dozens of underage girls in his mansion on East 71st Street in Manhattan and his waterfront compound in Palm Beach. And uh, by the way, all all of his facilities that he owned are incredible. He spent a lot of money on all of these properties, and it's just insane that no one really knows how he got his money, but it seems like he was probably blackmailing all sorts of people. Just my opinion. It's not only blackmailing. I mean, from the way he has invested in money, edge funds. All that too, yeah. Of course, uh, uh, his blackmail uh, was also the result of the work he was doing for both the Mossad and the CIA. I mean, the guy was simply a mercenary of the intelligence world. In the intelligence world, there is also people who work uh, under commission. And and so, I mean, he he was in, in a perfect position to do that kind of work. People will trust him with very personal matters. And so, of course, then this could be used. I mean, we, we see there is an image of Netanyahu, uh, I think uh, Netanyahu, uh, the, not Netanyahu, of course, but his vice, uh, what's his name? Uh, can, doesn't come to mind now, that other important Jewish leader who was uh, covering his face while he was going inside Epstein's apartment in, in New York. And I mean, here we're talking about the number two in command in Israel, not uh, just a little guy. 
So, I mean, do you think this is a normal guy, a guy who had Prince Andrew hanging out, the minister of another country who is the most important country in the world, basically, and then all these VIPs coming and going? I mean, of course, we're talking about the potential of unlimited proportions for doing actions that are, of course, shady. He was living in a shady way, no? It is, yeah. Uh, but the thing that, uh, that of course, uh, is uh, now uh, astonishing for everybody, how a guy like Prince Andrew could go to visit his friend after he just came out uh, a month before from all that, uh, 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 after his first condemnation and after being in jail for all these crimes. I mean, of course, uh, these people went there, visited him, supported him because they couldn't... Yes, yeah, uh, El Barak, yeah, it's him, yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder how many of them actually knew what was actually going on, aside from those who were just, I guess you could say, caught in the crossfire. Well, I mean, of course, when you are dealing with that kind of thing, you can always get caught in a crossfire and you can die. It's yeah. part of the game. But uh, let's remember that Epstein comes from a very particular family. Apparently, his, his Jewish roots that go back to Europe are linked also with the Nazi establishment. So there is some interesting things that should be investigated further. Um, he's definitely, as I said, linked with the Mossad. He's definitely linked with the CIA, with that democratic part of the CIA. Because people, when they think of the CIA, they think of a, a one-sided reality. When instead, we have seen, uh, like, the, the infamous Russia collusion has demonstrated how parts of the FBI, of the CIA, are all colluded with what they call the deep state, which is basically a bunch of libtards. <laughs> Um, who are moved by this uh, socialist, nightmare, uh, atheist idea, which are, is basically satanic, because they're all a bunch of satanists. Now, you, you can believe in satanism or not, but in reality, they're atheists. Call them uh, atheists if you don't want to believe in Satan, but they are satanists. So I think that we are now in a moment of history where these people has to, have to be fought. When I, a couple of years ago, and it was this time of the year, I announced on Infowars for the first time that uh, that our president, Donald J. Trump, will go after the pedophiles. People initially thought me and Alex were just having, uh, you know... Having some fun. But it wasn't. <laughs> it was a very serious disclosure that we were giving. And, 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 and of course, uh, this disclosure was, uh, was important because people realized soon after that uh, this war against the pedophile is manifesting, is manifesting in the, in the world that is happening against in the Catholic Church, uh, is happening in other institutions like with Epstein and with Weinstein. We know also what happened with Weinstein because right. Weinstein has just gone back to court in the last few days. Yes, it's um, really ridiculous. And of course, Marshall, um, are, you, are you still alive out there, Marshall? Marshall seems to have... I am out here. <laughs> yes, Marshall might have faded very so slightly there. But yes, we, we definitely are coming close to an end here. And uh, Marshall, I, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program here. Uh, almost time to wrap up here, but I'll definitely let you go out a little bit early here. And Marshall, anything you'd like to uh, plug uh, or any sort of um, perhaps another, maybe a conference or so? Because Marshall, I don't think I've ever seen you go out to conferences anymore. I haven't done conferences. You know, I never did around. I never got on the circuit. <laughs> and uh, it's not easy. I mean, it's, it would have been a lot of fun, but I, I've never, never been invited to the shows. 
That's interesting. I, I figured I, you they'll, they'll invite me for a webcast, but they don't, you know, I don't, they'll say, yeah, come, but you know, that's they ridiculous. Don't I thought by how you the, the travel and that, expenses. And that because since I came here to the U.S., I understood and I studied a little bit the circuit of conferences, and and unfortunately they are prevailing in the hands of Democrats and libtards. So I mean, <laughs> anybody that thinks out of the box will not get into that kind of circuit. They are prevalently New Age libtards, left wing. Uh, completely brainwashed now they're starting to discover a few things because maybe i don't know people like david wilcock have said to them that there is some kind of conspiracy of the white hats or deep state or whatever but the the thing is that these people they don't welcome really free thought in their circuit they want everybody to be kind of like within the system yes definitely that's not me Oh, and it's not me either. That's so, not you know, me. I I prefer my I prefer Michael. I prefer Marshall uh, to have people like you maybe joining me when I'm doing my own conference, which I'm doing independently from time to time around the country when I find the right location. Yeah, there you go. That's it. You know, it's like things that I organize myself, and uh, I have now my Chihuahua who is is basically pestering me that he wants to go out. So I'm also going to have to leave. (laughs) Yes, definitely. We definitely are going to wrap up here one at a time really quickly here. Marshall, uh, go ahead and and sign off here. Yeah, folks, come read my article, Signs 41, on my site. You can go to marshallmasters.com. That'll take you to that site. Or yowusa.com. And just remember, surviving a tribulation is... Less about what you have and more about what you know. Tremendous. Thank you so much, Marshall. And we'll talk to you again on the other side. Great. And there he goes. And of course, I might have accidentally hung up on my friend here. Mr. Leo Zagami. I hung up on you there, Leo. I'm sorry about that. No worries, no worries, bro. I, I hope that we, we, I mean, it seems like we had a great, interesting show. It seems like people are reacting very positive to it. I see that people are really liking this uh, this chat we had tonight. So it was a pleasure, Michael. It was, a, it was a great time. It was an honor and pleasure to speak to both of you here tonight. Leo, definitely plug your website if you haven't already, and we'll wrap this up. Yes, uh, for people who are interested uh, in my work, uh, just go on leozagami.com for all my latest articles. And, of course, you can find my books on Amazon and also on Barnes & Noble. And my latest books are Volume 5, which is entitled The Decline of the West and the Rise of Satanism in Our Society, and Leo Lyon Zagami, Confessions of an Illuminati, Volume 6.66, which is The Age of Cyber Satan, Artificial Intelligence, and Robotics, which we talked about during the show. Yes, Thank sir. you so much for having me on once again, Michael. I see that you are growing, that you're getting together more and more listeners, so I'm glad that you are doing well. Thank and you. And I'm also going to announce that soon I'm going to have my own radio show. I love that. <laughs> going to be the Leo Zagami show and uh, we are working on it so I'm going to probably have you as a guest uh, to return the favor sooner or later. Thank you Leo, I appreciate that and of course if you need me as a sort of audio producer of sorts, I'll be more than willing to help you with your audio. Thank you so much I guess uh, maybe I need a couple of voiceovers from you. Ah, I'll definitely do that my friend. 
I like the, the Michael Stein. I got yeah. you, brother. I'll help you. <laughs> Thank you, then. All the best. Wow, Michael, that's awesome. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Much awesome. love. Leo, what he just offered you is pure gold. Take it and run with it. <laughs> <laughs> so much uh, it was a great uh, a great time here today with both of you guys and uh, i hope it's uh, not the last time but we all three of us can have a we'll chat do it again absolutely absolutely god bless you all right, boys god bless and good night thank you thank you guys thank you all right, good night and there they go ladies and gentlemen that was leo zagami and mr marshall masters and i want to thank all of them for being a part of the program here and of course we do have the second half of the program coming up with the official Florida correspondent. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. To the program, boys and girls, glad to see you out there. Oh yes, welcome back, everybody. It's now that time to bring in our second guest, the one and only Florida correspondent, Vanessa. What's going on, Hi. Vanessa? Hi, buenas noches. Oh, Ooh. Spanish. Yes. <laughs> Florida. You haven't done that before. The 305. 305 News, and we will be getting into that here tonight. Oh, Yes. Hi. Hello, Vanessa. Welcome back to End of Days, the Michael Deacon program. It's completely amazing that you've been a listener and contributor to the program for such a long time now, Vanessa. I know. I mean, I think it's been like like four years almost. It's been a really long time, and yeah. we're getting close to October. October 31st will mark the official three years in. Oh, for you, yes. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? I mean, what are you going to do to celebrate? I have no idea. You should have um, a special show. <laughs> I Yeah, that's that's probably going to happen. Yeah, like a drunk one? Like a drunk oh, show? Oh, no, not one of those again. Yes. <laughs> those are dangerous. Those were fun. I remember you used to do those before you got, you know. <laughs> before I got what? Tell, say it. Before you... <laughs> Say it. I don't know. I mean, tonight you had two very important people on. So before you got, I don't know, me, I don't know, uh, nope. badass. I don't know. Nothing's happened, Vanessa. You know that. I know. I know. I'm just kidding. It's the same show. <laughs> I know. I know. It's all fun here. You know that. Yeah. And by the way, I do have a gif of Nicolas Cage right now in the chat room. I see it. You see and, that? Uh, Look at him. Yeah. He, a stone Nicolas Cage. Do you think he is? I mean, 
that's what you use when you're like tripping. Does Nicolas Cage get high? <laughs> um, he probably does, right? He's an actor. Probably. What kind of, probably. What kind of dumb question is that? Yeah, he does. That's a really <laughs> dumb question, right? Yes. I, I, you know, I like Face Off. I like the movie Face Off. You did hear that. Huh? I'm referring to the um, first portion of the program. Oh, okay. I did, yes. Oh, you heard that. And uh, by the way, before I, I continue here, I'm sure I've expressed that uh, to you before many, many times, but I'm doing it again out of appreciation for you, Vanessa. I really enjoy these segments a mix of pop culture news and basically whatever uh, we want to uh, discuss here, as as we usually do every night. Mm-hmm. Well, not every night, but here on the show. Yes. Yes. Vanessa is a very vital part of the program, the official co-host of this program, for those that don't know yet. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a co-host. I just, I'm, I'm the you, Florida correspondent. You basically are on the Patreon. Oh, that's true. You, that's right. You're kind of the co-host. Yes, the special Patreon. That's episode. right. And and for those out there that don't know the formula yet, I do love bringing in different souls to do special co-hosting duties. Uh tonight actually uh tonight it was a it was completely disorganized as it usually is. I but it's fun, it's fun like that. I did the mortal sin and I have to tell this to the listeners out there because they don't even know this. But I did the uh, mortal sin of double booking tonight. And uh, to be honest with you, I had no idea how tonight's show would go because I wasn't sure if Marshall nor Leo would be here. And both of them were on here tonight. And that was pretty incredible, right? It was. It was fun. I felt, I, I felt that they didn't get comfortable until like a little later. Halfway, yeah. Halfway through. At first they were like. Yeah, they felt a little uncomfortable, but after, you know, they opened up a little bit. It happens. It happens. It was the first time they've ever talked to each other or even uh, acknowledged one's presence at all. They didn't even know they existed. Uh, I'm sure. Are you sure? I'm no, sure. No, we, well, we talked before we came on. Okay. And I explained to them before we jumped on here what was going on and uh, they but didn't they know didn't each know other. they didn't know of each other? Not one bit. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. It was interesting because Leo took a shot at uh, Marshall there because of his yeah. background with CNN. <gasps> so Marshall, you know, he told him, oh, don't hold it against me. And, you know, they talked for a minute there. Aw. That was you think awesome. You think they'll be friends now? I think so. They seem to get along as the show progressed. I know that Marshall was fading. Uh, we, we did go pretty hard here tonight. So he was getting a little fatigued. Um, do you think that maybe you, you know, they're, they're friends now forever because of I think, you? I think they're BFF now for, for forever. <laughs> Could you imagine you brought them together? I think I did. That's amazing. And you, they, they'll collab now because of you? I think so. I think I might even collab as well with Mr. Leo Zagami. Leo Zagami. Leo Zagami. Yes. Uh, yes. My goodness. Yeah, I'll help you with, with your show. By the way, Leo, if you are still listening to the program or happen to listen to this, I was actually offering my services uh, for free to Leo. Aw. Yeah, I'll do it for him. It's cool. Yeah. No worries. Even though I am doing a bit of voiceover work now. That's right. That's right. I got to get paid for that. Yeah. Got to get that paper. You ain't going to give the goods for free. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not. That's true. <laughs> yes. The That's goods. true. I, you know, I've done that in the past and it's now it's now it's time to collect. Oh, that's right. It's that time in, in my life. Yes. 
But yes, Leo was a great, a great uh, guest here tonight, as he's always been. Always the yeah, f- like a fine job when he's here. Yeah. So, Vanessa, what's going on with you? How are you? What's up? Oh, about me. Okay. Um. Well, what can I say? <laughs> um. I don't know. Uh. Oh, actually, today. What'd you know, you I've been I've been vegan for for about four years. That's true. You've been a hippie for about four years now. Well, yeah, but I was a vegetarian for 10 years before that. Well, today oh, I had egg for the first time. Did you really? And that was life changing for you, right? Well, I felt bad. I cried. Did you really cry or are you just making that up? No, I really cried. Liar. <laughs> I cried. I swear. Why, the, why I, would you cry over that? Because I just feel bad. I feel bad. I do it for the animals. So I just, I felt bad while I was doing it. But I have a very, like, I lack vitamin B, like, really bad. You like discipline. So I, I like discipline. Oh, man, you should have had it. <laughs> I swear I will not kill anyone. <laughs> yes. Is that how you're doing Ter- it? That's from Terminator 2. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Damn, you know it. Yeah, I know it all. I can't even like hit any sort of random Arnold soundboard. You already know it. Yes. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm an expert. You really are. I really am. You, you are a cybernetic um, anomaly yourself or an organism. Yeah. Yeah. Living tissue over metal endoskeleton. Yes. I'm going to bring up Arnold here in a minute here. But okay. I, I once again, I do want to say welcome back. It's going to be here together with you under pale moonlight. I know tonight we've got some uh, Florida news to talk about, which we will get into here. Oh, pale moonlight. That oh, sounded yes. a romantic. Oh, yes. And I also have to tell you about a, ran- a few random heroes who tried to press me too recently. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always have to keep our, our friends updated mm-hmm. here about our other friends out there in the 305. Okay. And I have to <laughs> confess something to you, by the way, Vanessa. Okay, okay. I was asked not long ago what, or not what, why, rather, why exactly I'm so obsessed with Florida. I thought it was me. No, I was going to say, besides from you, <laughs> okay, okay. I also must say the other reason that comes to mind from, from time to time, uh, this is a question that I often get asked, and sometimes I never even answered, but I'll, I'll tell you this. Many, many years ago, mm-hmm. back... When Florida was under the scrutiny for voter fraud, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it then that the state was most likely corrupted. And come to find out, look at all the politicians who surround that area. It should have been no surprise to anyone, really. And that is essentially how my interest in Florida even began. I have realized over the years that no matter what, there's always something going on. And it's usually really bad and bizarre out there in Florida. And I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea now. Living in California, you see just as much craziness, especially walking down Hollywood Boulevard at at 11.30 p.m. when the night is just beginning, folks. Trouble lurks just a few feet of you in every direction. And I do miss it out there at times. Pretty crazy, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's like that, too, out there. Well, yeah, Some I mean, parts, I, right? I, I, I live in Miami, so... At, yeah. You know, the freaks come out at night. <laughs> Nothing good happens between 12 and 5 a.m. Well, that's what one of my guests said. Yeah, really? Yeah, this one um, lady. Okay. She's right about that. Yeah. So, Vanessa, you caught the first portion of the program, right? 
Um, like towards the end, like towards halfway. The end? Okay. What did you think about that? Was it good? Uh, you know, I, I need to know your opinion. I value, I value your opinion here and I got under, I got to know what you think. Of course it was always, it's always good. Um, I just, I felt maybe like, um, they were talking over each other. Like maybe some of them were talking more than the other, you know, like, um, I, I had forgotten that, that Marshall was on after did you a while. Forget he was on. Yeah, because Leo <laughs> took over. <laughs> yeah, Leo takes over sometimes. Yeah, but, but that's, that's okay. No, that's no big deal, yeah. This is a talk show, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is encouraged. And he has a lot to say, so. Yeah, you know, I can't even believe he moved all the way out here. And I think I think Marshall likes to, um, he's a loner. I feel like he's a loner. You think Marshall is a, a lone wolf? Yeah, he wants to um, be, he like, he likes being the main guy. <laughs> Ooh. Brooke in the chat room says, I think Marshall fell asleep for a second. You think? That's what Brooke says in the, in the chat room there. Maybe. Who knows? He took a nap. <laughs> he took a little nappy there. <laughs> it is late. Yeah, it is late for the for those out there in the East Coast. Yeah. So I do thank all of you out there that are listening out there in the East Coast. I apologize for making you stay up here. No, it's fun. It's It's Saturday night. Well, some folks, you know. They need their sleep. They can hang. Yeah. So, Vanessa, I'm glad I got your approval there. Mm-hmm. I must know from you since you know the formula here. That's right. But I, I think it was cool, though, that you you brought them on secretly, both of them together. Well, I'm glad you Not think many that. people would do that. Not many people can do that. Yeah. And that's that just goes to show that it's all non-scripted. <laughs> non oh, Lord. I sound, I sound like Alex Jones. <laughs> Well, I, I don't understand how anyone could think this uh, program scripted. I know. You got to be really dumb and slow to think that. <laughs> like I would actually rehearse. I mean, how hacky is that? Yes. Sometimes I'll tell other podcasters or anyone else really if they rehearsed. It's just it's just a bit of a jab there. I I think it's pretty hacky to rehearse anything. Can I ask you a question? Has anybody ever asked you um, to tell them what they're, you're going to ask? Once in a while that happens. Yeah. But I really don't like to play that game. I will ask a few questions that they want uh, me to do the alley-oop per se. Mm -hmm. And I do that. But then again, after I ask maybe four or five questions that they really wanted me to ask, I completely go off uh, into my own little thing. Ooh, this is um like Patreon stuff where you- It the is. Secrets, the secrets. <laughs> I know, right? This is like a Patreon episode now. Yeah. Sign up for the Patreon for that's, exclusive info. That's true. Um, the Patreon, I'm glad you brought that up because we do need to basically whore it out a little bit. Oh. You like that word? I'm, I'm good at that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm bringing it back. Oh, are you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. My goodness, Vanessa. My goodness. Have you been drinking again? I'm always like this. What are you talking about? Girl, I don't need no, I don't need a drink. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I got your approval there, and I'm glad you know the formula here. I'm glad we got that out of the way. And, of course, Vanessa, there is another issue going on right now. Mm -hmm. And this is a very nasty one. Okay. Very, very nasty. And I have to bring it up here. Fresh off the press here, Vanessa, the first ever vape death in the U.S. was recorded. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because... I recall being out uh, near this one bar uh, down here in El Centro, by the way, 
And there were, there were always these, uh, people out there. You would see the older people smoking cigarettes out there. And of course you'd see the younger people with their vapes. And I always wondered, Vanessa, about you. Mm-hmm. Are, do you vape by any chance? No, do I don't you, smoke at all. Do you know anyone who does? Yes. Well, they stop, but I do. Yes. How, I, I just, this is pretty ri- ridiculous here. The first time someone ever, someone uh, dies from vaping, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But you know what? Um, I think th- some of the symptoms were like vomiting and stuff. And I think that the people that I know that vape, they've had th- th- those, those types of symptoms before. Most likely. Yeah. And I think people don't really like, you know, but if, if you're vomiting and you have diarrhea, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't vape though. I don't smoke at all. <laughs> I always wonder who the hell is vaping, but a lot of people do. I mean, people vape, I guess, so they could get away with it, right? Like, so they could smoke in places. I even had a friend can. who would even roll cigarettes uh, himself. Really? Hmm. I know a lot of cigarette smokers. Yeah, I had a friend uh, a couple years back. This dude would uh, even show up with like a Ziploc bag, like like they were uh, joints or something, this guy. Unbelievable, right? Wow. Yeah, thank God he didn't get into a chewing because that's probably even worse. Ugh, that's disgusting. That's another one. I, I don't know. I don't know who the hell could actually a chew. Certain vices definitely are not for you or me, Vanessa. No, no, I don't like smoking. Like in general, I don't like it because um, I I don't know. I feel dirty. I don't know. I feel it's, it feels gross. You know? No, tell me. Like smoking what? a cigarette makes you feel gross. Like being around people that are smoking, I feel gross. Oh, well, I can understand that. I get a headache uh, around yeah. anyone who's, you know, smoking. Yeah. But yes, uh, for those out there that are curious, the first vapor reported uh, death is now here. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, this is sort of um, a common thing now. These symptoms, lung illness linked to vaping. Pretty unusual, Vanessa. Yes. And uh, yeah, e-cigarettes. Who the hell does that? I don't know. Not me. Dutch bags. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't do that sort of thing. I got to be yeah. uh, sort of uh, healthy here. Yeah. Are the people in your chat, does anybody in your chat vape? I'm looking now in the chat room, matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, Mindful Mac D says vaping cannabis oil is cheaper and epic taste amazing. Wow. Mm. My goodness. Is he scared? Is he scared now that someone died? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't recommend anyone to, to um, use any of those things, any of the pens either, if, if you are even vaping uh, THC, the wax. Your chat is crazy. The stuff that they say. Uh, well, a lot of them are, a lot of those people are, you know, idiotic at times. That's okay. Oh. It happens. We, we get those people in the chat room all the time. They're drunk. They're drunk. It's a Saturday. There's a lot of dumb people in the chat room sometimes, but that's, you know, that's going to happen. It's going to happen sometimes. You know, that's just the way it goes. And uh, Mindful Mac D says, Sigs are horrid. Vaping, pretty clean. Drink on friends, but worry that poison and its history. That's what our our boy Mindful Mac D says, boys and girls. Yes. Yeah, I still wouldn't recommend anyone using vape pens or any of that stuff. either. Have Have you ever vaped, though? No. Have you ever tried it? No, I'm not with it. No, you haven't never even tried it. No, it's just, no? I, I just 
don't, I want to preserve the lugs, you know? Okay. 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 Yeah. I don't like uh, tobacco or any of that shit. Okay. I'm not with it. I think if you're going to do something, you should definitely, uh, probably not smoke cigarettes or tobacco rather, perhaps maybe even, uh, go to the other alternative. If you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's legal out here in California. So I would definitely recommend that over tobacco. Yeah. But definitely not with a vape pen though, you know, with all these things happening right now. So what, what do you recommend? <laughs> what do I recommend? It's, Just doing, doing it naturally. Naturally. Okay. Yeah, all man. Right. I mean, that's the best way, the healthiest way. Just keep it a natural. Yeah. Who the hell has uh, a smoking habit, a cigarette uh, smoking habit in 2019? A lot of people. <laughs> It's a just insane. It's like, why would you want to, though? Let me tell you, some people that smoke cigarettes are, have to be um, very annoying. Like, I, I like can the never people on YouTube, room. the the vaping competitions, all that crap. No, I just mean, like, <laughs> have you seen that? Smokes, yeah, I have. Oh but people God. that smoke cigarettes in general, like, you can't hang out with people without them like being like oh i have to go smoke a cigarette i have to i have to go outside like they can't do normal have things you, norm, normal tasks without right. having to take a cigarette break have you ever dated someone that was a, a cigarette smoker yes i have once and it was awful yeah i don't like it i i, I couldn't deal with it for a while that's actually one of the reasons why i broke up with her really I mean, I like going outside like at night. So I, I do, I did enjoy like going outside. <laughs> I didn't know, like, like on, I didn't like the but, smell of cigarettes. I mean, it was, I was, it was all over the place. Yeah. That's gross. I don't like it. Yeah. I would get a headache. Yeah. Screw that. It's not worth it. No, not at all. I mean, there's, there's better things you could put in your lungs. Believe me. Yeah. Or nothing like me. Or nothing. Yeah. That even better. Yeah. yeah. Even better. And oh gosh. I forgot all about this story, Vanessa. I should have brought it up uh, to Marshall, but uh, there was a NASA astronaut accused of crime uh, committed in space at the time. What? Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Yes, authorities are investigating the first allegation of a crime committed in space. I don't even know how that's possible, but there's an astronaut, and McLean has been accused of unlawfully accessing her estranged spouse spouse's bank account aboard the International Space Station. Hmm. Now, I don't even know how that even went down. So that's cyberspace, like, crime? Apparently. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of her. Are you seeing that now? Yes. That's not a very good-looking woman, is that? I mean, she has short hair. Would you date her? <laughs> Me? You take her out? I'm not... I'm not into girls, but I know, but no. if you were, would you take her out? No. No, she's not that good looking, right? No, I feel like if I would be lesbian, I would be like lipstick les lesbian. <laughs> what does that mean? That means like you like like girly oh, lesbian. Oh, more girly, yes. Yeah. Not butch. I w didn't want to say it like that yet. I, I had to, you know, <laughs> yeah. to trigger yeah. those people. Oh, God. You know the, you know the formula. Yes. <laughs> you know, that reminds me. There was, I know we had that conversation a long time ago and I was forgetting that woman actress that everybody, like a lot of girls were into her. Like they would turn Les for her. Oh. Remember I was telling you about that? I got her name finally. Okay. Who? Ruby Rose. Hmm. She's an her. Australian model actress and she's been in a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, a lot of people out there know exactly who that is. And... A lot of oh, a lot of girls. Oh, that's the 
Yeah, that's, that's her. The yeah. new Batgirl, Batwoman. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. known of this girl for a couple years now, and I've heard other girls say that. They'd be like, I turn lesbian for her anytime. And I'd be like, wow, amazing. Yeah, she's going to be the new Bat, like Batwoman. Hmm. But she's, she's, yeah, she's butchy. <laughs> you think she's butchy? She, like, yeah, I think she is. I think that's, like, the new thing now for, like, women to be, like, actresses to be, like, more, I don't know, masculine? More masculine, you think? Is that what Hollywood is pushing? I think so. And then the men are more feminine. Well, that I can't disagree with you on. Yeah, so they're doing it for, like, they're doing it in both ways. I don't know. It's pretty confusing. Well, nowadays, lots of people are confused. Mm Mm-hmm. You have uh, people arguing over how many genders there are. Yeah. How does that make you feel as a woman? Um, I'm not, I, I'm, I don't think I'll ever get used to it. You know? By definition, <laughs> for those that don't know, third gender or third sex is a concept in which individuals are categorized either by themselves or by society as neither man nor woman. Yes, I, you heard that correct. It is also a social category. Present in societies that recognize three or more genders, and that's thanks to Wikipedia for those that don't know. I think if you're on social media at all, you see it like a lot, like how people, you know, like you have to be careful what you call somebody. Like, you, do. you know, when, when you say she or he, like you really have to be careful. Some people get because, offended. Yeah. They'll be like, no, I, I'm non gender binary or whatever. And it's like, it's very confusing. I know a girl. And she's like a lesbian, mm-hmm. but she would probably get mad at me for saying that right now. She would say asexual. Okay. So yeah. she's not, she's not into anything. I, I guess I'm not really sure what that truly means to, to be completely honest with you, because everyone seems to have some sort of different uh, definition for all these things. I try to keep up, but you know, I'm a little bit out of the loop sometimes. And I remember she was telling me that. And it almost seemed like she got a little bit offended with me. And that's when I thought, oh, some people really do get kind of mad or not mad, but they get uh, sort of um, offended. Yeah. There's some people in your chat that say they're asexual. (laughs) Okay. A pansexual. Pansexual is very confusing. Pansexual is a new one. What what is pansexual exactly? I am not sure. I think you you fall in love with the person, not the sex. I am very confused. I don't know. According to the uh, dictionary here, it says not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. What the fuck? <laughs> Isn't right. that bi? I, I don't know. I'm so, it's so confusing. I'm I confused by up. all these things. Yeah. Like I couldn't totally understand the gay thing. I could get down with the gay stuff. The other stuff that is like very confusing and like I'm not a person, I'm like a toaster. That is very weird to me. <laughs> I can't get, I can't. What a time we live in, right? 2019 is very scary and it's only going to get scarier. (laughs) It's only going to get scary. Why do you say that? Are these the end times, Vanessa? These are the end of days. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Are you serious? I think so. You think so though? Like really, you do think so? No playing around? No playing around. Wow. (laughs) It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Like I won't have kids. I'm afraid to. That's one thing that. Some listeners have asked me about if I want kids or not. Yeah. And I tell them I already have two kids. I have two stray cats that come by every now and then. Aww. And I got to feed them. Yeah, they're blonde. I got kids to feed now. Oh, so you got I, kids to feed. I got kids to feed. I need, I need all the donations now. 
That is true. Please donate for the cats. For the cats. Yes. And the neighbor's cat. Yeah, I, I and I want Michael to give him good food, not crappy food. Isn't that strange that these two cats just show up? That's how it is. They're like my kids, though. Yeah, but they showed up before you even fed them. They were right outside my window meowing. Yeah, they knew that you would like them. I think it's a cat. Weird. I think someone sold me out. It was me. I think it was some cat or some lady. I don't know. <laughs> but they they sort of won me over. I, I hate to admit it here on the air because I don't want to become what's known as a cat lady. <laughs> that's kind of, you know, I don't like that term at all, but... And I've used it against other people and, and laughed. But I think you could shake it if you're like in a relationship or you're married or something. That's true. You won't be a, you won't be a cat lady. We, yeah, call. we have to do something here. Yeah. Because I'm not liking this. I already feel very uh, vulnerable here now admitting that, <laughs> that I took care of two straight cats now. I don't like that. You know, you go out several times at night to check on them. Well, that's you true. Do. I, I That's do. true sometimes. Yeah, I didn't know Michael had a heart until I noticed this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just I, I I love those two little two little bastards out there. I know, isn't it sweet? It's so sweet. It's sad. Yeah, they, they were left by the mom. Yeah, that's kind of sad. It is sad, yeah. but not as sad as this other case that I know of. Where <laughs> check this nice. out. Yeah, check this out. I know a guy and a girl. Mm-hmm. I won't name any names, but. Let's say the guy, he was with this girl for uh, many years and he moved into her home, correct? Mm-hmm. And eventually this guy did some bad things and they broke up and time uh, went on its merry way. And the woman meets a new guy, falls in love, has his kid. Okay. And all is well. And then there's a some sort of a commotion that went down, I was told recently. Mm-hmm. And now the guy, it's his house now. And the woman is no longer the legal owner of the house. And if she's paying child support, huh. I'm kind of impressed by that in a weird way. I don't know how this guy came up on a house and he's, and he has this woman paying child support. That's not very common here, especially in California, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm completely blown away by this. But she abandoned the kids? No, no, no. She didn't abandon the kids. So why is she, she already, child support? She already had a kid, but she had a kid with, with this guy here. Okay. And uh, he has no job and he's like a felon or some crap, I heard. Okay. So he came up on a house. Hmm. And the kid. Well, maybe not the kid, but he came up on a house. I mean, that's remarkable, boys and girls, because again, that doesn't happen. That's slick. It never happens out here. <laughs> so my mind is, is completely blown away. And I don't know these two people personally. Well, I know the woman personally uh, to some regards. Not that way. A uh, <laughs> relative of mine was seeing this woman. Okay. I'm trying not to say anything because there are people out here that do listen to this. Oh. That might know what I'm talking about. It's really weird that, you know, I have to worry about these things now. Is your El Centro, it's small, right? It's small like, and people, people do people know listen. Each other? Yeah, and people do listen to this show out here and it's really weird. I've been approached a couple times and that's one thing I do want to tell anyone out there. If you ever see me somewhere at a conference or in some city, uh, don't get weird with me. That's another, another thing. You know, I've been having these run-ins with people that do listen to the show and they're kind of weird at times. It's like, relax. It's okay. 
What do you mean weird? Like they fangirl? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit of fangirling. They kind of mark out slightly. It's it's a little unusual. It's, uh, you know, it's it's whatever. Don't don't get too crazy with it. Well, what do you, what do you, a normal so person. How do, how, how do they act? Can you give us like an example? They, they're just very excited. Oh. And I, I like that sort of thing. But, you know, sometimes they'll say something that's kind of creepy too. Well, Michael's a good-looking guy. You guys don't know this, but he's very good-looking. You've seen me. I forgot. Yes. I'm being sarcastic, of course. Of course you've seen me. <laughs> okay. No, but yes. but but the listeners, they've, they've seen me too. Yeah, but not really. They've seen photographs of me. Yeah, but you don't post a lot of selfies. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I really don't do that because I'm afraid uh, I'll get murked. Yes. So he wants to kill me eventually. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I've... Well, yeah, that's... That's already been established. You need bodyguards like Leo Zagami. Oh my, Leo Zagami. Does he have bodyguards? He said he did. Did he say that? Yeah, you didn't catch it? He I didn't catch that did. part. Mm-hmm, he said <laughs> Why he did he say that? <laughs> he said it like towards the end. Oh, I heard it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, let me put a photograph up of myself right now. Oh my God, they're asking for pictures of me. <laughs> See what I mean? They're, they're getting a little creepy now. Yeah. This is actually a creepy photograph of myself that I'm putting up here in the chat room. Look at that. Uh, that's pretty creepy. I see the moon. Why do I see the moon? You see the moon and these little balls circling around. Yeah. Let me see. Maybe I'm not alive. Oh, there's Michael. You see that? It looked kind of creepy. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. See, now, 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 now that's kind of weird. Oh, my God. Boss man is kind of a jerk. Yeah, you're getting a little bit weird there. Yeah, boss. I'm gonna relax. See what I mean? Yeah, they're kind. Of, yeah, some there's of them some, are really nice. Not so. him, but I mean, there's some people that that are far worse than that. Yeah, like some I've are had, nice. Some are I've nice. had someone bring up like a location out here, mm-hmm. and and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna be here, and I'll I'll be seeing you there." I'm like, "What? No, oh my! Don't get too weird with it. I mean, come on. <laughs> have I some uh, have some self respect. Yeah, yeah." That's really all I have to say about that, you know? Some of these mm-hmm. uh, people that have approached me uh, are like that. But it has think- it has made me look cool, though, a couple times. And I'll tell you this. I was actually in my truck with a friend of mine, and I was driving him uh, to drop him off at another friend's house. And, you know, he was talking about the show, and he was saying this or that, and asking me if people, like, recognize me or something. And I said, no. I mean, no one really recognizes me. I'm not... I'm not anything, I'm not, I'm not a, a, that sort of, uh, I'm not famous or anything like that. I'm not some noticeable character. And uh, the thing is, I was talking about the show and I rolled down the window and a few girls actually uh, started like uh, hollering for me and stuff. It was pretty funny. Ooh, like cat calling you? Yeah. So it made <laughs> oh. me look cool though, because as soon as they brought up the show, I said, yeah, some people do. And I lowered the window and then. You know, girls were hollering my name and stuff like that. It was kind of, I don't even know who they were. Huh. So it made me look kind of cool. Yeah. But that doesn't happen very often, boys and girls. That's like the only cool little things I've ever gotten from this program that, you know, stroked my ego. Yes. Doesn't happen often. That's not true. What isn't true? Never mind. <laughs> Tell me. No, no. Never mind. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, no. It's we're okay. all friends here. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's okay. Ooh, look at Gang of Four. I hope I... Aw. No, that's kind of creepy. That's... Yeah, but you know I like creepy. Well, we all sort of do at times. 
Yeah, I'm attracted to creepy dudes. <laughs> Ooh, I hope you're not attracted to me that way. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. <laughs> Good lord. Good lord. Yeah, so Vanessa, as everyone out there knows, you are obsessed with Arnold. Yes, they don't know. Well, a lot of people do. Yes, yes. I'm obsessed with Arnold. Yes, you are. And I was just <laughs> thinking, is there going to be another reboot of, of Conan the Barbarian? That's what I want to know. And I thought I would ask you since you know about all this. Well, tell me. He, he's been um in talks for King Conan, a third part of Conan. Oh, snap. It's a possibility. I think he's down for anything, to be honest. He, he seems like he doesn't like... He's not too picky about like scripts and stuff. I, I want to see him do it. it. That would be amazing. But how, Conan how old is, is he? Old. Yeah, I was going to say, how old is he now, though? He's 72, but oh my have goodness. you seen him? He could bench press. Like, he's amazing. He's, but like, he's in still, great shape. He's still, yeah, I was going to say, he still takes care of himself, though. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, wow, 72 is very old. He'll die one day and I will. Uh, You're going to cry. Will be crushed. I will be crushed. <laughs> Are you going to cry? Oh, my God, yes. Wow. Yes. Come with me if you want to live. Yes. Basically, right? <laughs> Basically. I, I love Arnold. <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but um, he's also going to be in Mortal Kombat 11. That's true. Yes. Mortal Kombat 11. And I I saw that and I was wondering, I, what? who decided that? Um, it's down. It's a DLC. And, oh, okay. and look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, the guy, boss man. You never said Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. But yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, <laughs> great guy. Yeah, I love him. He's Poor actually, guy. I mean, honestly, I think he would make a pretty good, I mean, he's too old, but I think he would make a, a good president. Ooh, some people are not like that now. Yeah, I mean, I think he would be good. He He's both. I mean, he's Republican, but he's kind of like both, you know? He was the governor. Like, yeah, the, the governor. The governor, right. Yeah. Those were fun times. I mean, the uh, total recall. I mean, he's just, he's a pun. I love him so much. I love puns. I love him. I still think we should have Jesse Ventura as the president. And as yeah. soon as I said that, someone in the chat room said Jesse Ventura. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. And uh, would... EQ in the chat room says, no celebrity presidents anymore, please. Well, we, <laughs> true, we could true. do that too. Yeah. Yeah. I like, room, when, yeah. I like when Justin Ventura and Predator, he says, I ain't got time to bleed. Oh, that's a good line, too. Yeah. That is a good line. <laughs> yeah. So Jesse Ventura, he's another guy I, I wouldn't mind seeing being the president, but we both know that's not going to happen. Yeah. I think the next president won't be a, a famous person, a celebrity. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I got to ask you about the Democratic Party. Okay. <laughs> do you think we'll have a woman president or do you think oh. we're going to have a creepy Joe Biden? Oh my God. Mm -mm. That's, I wouldn't want a woman president actually, but you wouldn't I don't want, want a woman president. I don't want, I don't want a petty, a petty, a pedal bear either. I'm not sure. That's, I don't know. Interesting. I wouldn't want a woman president. No, you wouldn't want a woman president. So no, I'm not very, I'm not very uh, like, I'm not anti-feminist, but I'm not I'm not down with certain things. And I, I feel like we're not ready for a woman president. We're not ready for that, you think? No, and I'm not ready either. You're not ready? No, because I know what it is to be a, a woman. And I, I, I don't think I would be able to be a president. You're not impressed <laughs> with Elizabeth Warren? No. You're not impressed no. with uh, Kamala Harris? No. 
You think these people are kind of whack? Yeah, I just don't. I'm not. I haven't met. I haven't met like my my president. You know, your president. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you I remind me of I those people now. You're like my president. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing but respect for my president. But I haven't met my president. You haven't met him yet. No. What about uh, Donald Trump? Are are you uh, on board with him? Do you think he's going to get reelected uh, by the you know by seeing all these people? It's hard. I mean, of, it's, look, you I know. don't like I I don't like him. I don't hate him, but I don't like him. I think he I might just win though. To be honest with you, when he said that stupid shit about how um violence is video games because of video games, like I can't deal with stupid shit like that. Well, that's like, where he lost me too because I know that's nonsense. I know, and and I feel like a lot of people that do like him, you know, you hear shit like that, and it's like, uh, you know. Well, the scary part, know. the scary part, Vanessa, that you have to keep in mind is there's always a private and public opinion. Yeah. So we don't know exactly if those were his words or someone told him, hey, you have to read this uh, in order to uh, please so-and-so or X, Y, and Z rather. But the thing is, he says a lot of things that I feel like no one could possibly, like it has to be him. He says some crazy shit. Donald Trump, he does. He does. I oh. Certainly, of course. Yeah. And, and almost, I, who could possibly be advising him to say these things? I don't know. Good question. Yeah, so I think it's all him, to be honest. And I think he's really stupid to say something like that about video games. We got a Robin Wills in the chat room saying no woman will be president until a man becomes president. Oh. Oh, snap. <laughs> Wait, he went there. He went there or she went there. <laughs> oh, that's right. Robin could be asexual. You never know. Yeah. They. They. Yeah, we'll just call them they. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just going to refer to everybody in your chat as they. They, them. They, them, those, yes, those things. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yes, uh, no woman, you say, huh? No, not. That, I haven't met my. Now you're gonna get. Now you're gonna get heat with with uh, the lesbian listeners now. Oh, I'm sorry. The lesbians it, are gonna kill you. <laughs> no, I'm not fine. literally. Okay, thank God you don't have my like Twitter on here or anything. <laughs> no, then then people will get extra creepy. Yes, yes. I mean, that's, why, Mike, did, that's why Michael can't like link me or anything. No, uh, I can't really even link myself because I have idiots all the time uh, trying to do stupid things yeah. uh, behind the scenes. You know, it gets kind of annoying. But of course, you know, I power forward. It's not a big deal. It's a part of the game, but it's still minor things that are kind of annoying uh, when people can't really uh, respect themselves. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so and now we have a uh, boss man uh, trying to uh, talk about violent video games don't affect you. Doesn't mean they don't affect others. I mean, the thing is that Here we go. the thing is, movies are just as bad. You know, like seeing a movie and, and TV and is just as people. bad. Getting inside of a car is just as bad. Yeah, I mean, no, but like, I'm just saying, like, a lot of like the gun control stuff that comes from celebrities, they're making movies where they're shooting and stuff and there's violence. I think some people are just dumb. Yeah, I just feel like some people are dumb. I, I honestly think before I would blame video games or before I would blame movies or anything like that I, or guns, I would blame social media before any of that. It's it's just a insane argument, really. Yeah. Violent video games. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah, I mean, I I love GTA Five, and you don't see me like driving, or running over people. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, these are very very silly arguments, in my opinion. Yeah. But that 
people are like that. They really think that. I'm sure there are some people that are really dumb and they're, you know, that they would be affected by, but those people have other problems. Well, those people are weak minded if they allow movies or video games to uh, have that sort of control over them. Yeah, but that's not all of us, you know? It's not. Yeah. Just the ignorant. It's just how it is. Just the tards out there, the mouth breathers. <laughs> yes. I'm dis- I'm disappointed in you, Vanessa. Why? Because you're not in favor of Pete Buttigieg. I thought he would be your guy. <laughs> really? Why? Uh, it's a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not serious. Um, I never get you. Well, <laughs> that's the, that's, you know, that's the, um, it's part of the essence. Yeah. But Pete Buttigieg. Another guy that has been facing lots of criticism, lots of uh, people calling him all sorts of bad things, uh, just for him being, you know, whatever he does there. He has a punchable face. You think so? Yes, they all do, actually. We probably shouldn't say that here. Really? Why? Well, YouTube. Oh, 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 God. So, you know, it, uh, hypothetically, hypothetically yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I was, I was joking. Yeah, you were just playing. Yeah. You're just you're just pulling strings here. Yes. What about that Tulsa that Telsey Gabbard girl? Or woman yeah. rather. Well, she's about thirty eight years old, rather. The first Hindu to uh-huh. serve in the House of Representatives. She's down to legalize it and uh all sorts of stuff. Oh god. She's running against the endless wars. She's an Iraq veteran. Mm-hmm. She's actually I like her actually. I don't think she's that bad. I do. I do like when, you know, when they serve for a country and stuff. That's another thing I don't like about Trump. Like, I feel like, you know, what did he do before? You know, what did he do before? Yeah. Like, for he instance, made money. Like, yeah, I know. Lots but like, I do like when they when they like serve, you know, you know what I mean? What about our like, boy, Andrew Yang? You're, you're you're like, I only know the mainstreamers. The mainstreamers. <laughs> I know I'm going to I'm going to underground for you. Right. Yeah, I can't remember all those names. <laughs> I know, right? I can't either. But uh, but I Andrew see their faces Yang, and I do I do recognize them. It's, it's because of social media. Yeah, that's, that's the only reason why I even know who the hell Andrew Yang is. <laughs> Aside from him showing up to the uh, debate there. Uh huh. Yeah, he's a pretty young guy too. Let Let's see. Let's see. It's forty four years old. I do. I would like also a young a younger. Person. You want a younger younger guy in there? Yeah, seventies kind of old. I'm still taken back that you don't want a woman in there. No, I've, when have I ever shown that? Ever? Well, you know how some women are. That's the thing. That's why I don't want them. Ooh, <laughs> we're going to get heat tonight. Yeah. We're going to get all kinds of heat saying this crap here. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, One of those it's all months. fun. Andrew Yang. Um, wow. I didn't even know him. Yeah, he's... I don't know. I don't think any of these people have what it takes to um, defeat Donald Trump. No, no, not at all. He's there. I think he's, he's our man. There. I think he's going to be our man again. Look at boss man. Your chat. Oh, they're filled with idiots. I'm telling you. They're triggered right they're now. They're idiots. I didn't, what I can never I say? Called, I never called boss man dumb ever. We disagree, dude. Come on. <laughs> And now there's someone named Orange I thirteen. Are you blackmailed Michael Deacon and you don't even spell my name right? You're a retard. Did you get paid <laughs> off, man? Did you sell your soul for money? Yeah, because I'm making all sorts of money. You really are an idiot. <laughs> I told you there's a bunch of idiots in here. Yeah, I mean But I'm not surprised. I like I like a lot of them though. 
Yeah, I like a lot of them too, but a lot of them are are idiots. I'm not going to lie. Boss man, I know Arnold can't be POTUS, but have you ever Uh, seen Demolition Man? In Demolition Man, (laughs) they they apply the 61st Amendment. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know Arnold can be president. I know. And I wouldn't want him to be president. I think he's too old. I think he might die soon. Shut up. <laughs> he's he's just another kick behind the back away. Shut up. <laughs> that was a joke. But by you the know way. what? I do feel like I felt bad. I felt bad by the way seeing that. I think his son, though. I think his son is being um groomed. Groomed. Yes. You think definitely. he might might go that route? I definitely. He looks route? like a, he looks like a president. Looks like a president. Yes. I, I don't mean, think I've is, seen what you're seeing. He's a Kennedy. I I haven't seen any photo where I I could justify that. Yeah, he. I, I mean, need to honestly, look. Yeah, you should look. You should look. I'm looking right now. Patrick, I'm gonna throw it up in the chat room, and we'll let them decide. Okay, okay. We'll let we'll let the idiots decide. Okay. No, and they're not all idiots. I know. I'm just you know messing with them. Okay. Uh, but a lot of them are. I mean, Patrick Schwarzenegger. Okay. Okay. I see him now. Okay. I wouldn't say he looks like a president. I mean, he's still young, but I, I would say it. I would see him perhaps in Palm Springs. No, but he's, not a president. I'm just saying. The, I'm just saying. The president quick glance. or like the you know. <laughs> no, no I. He looks like someone I'd see at Palm Springs. Really? Uh, not exactly a president, though. This that's just my opinion. Yeah. You have your about, opinion. I have how, my opinion. Not you. Okay, I'm talking about, to those out there. How about his son Joseph? Now I have uh, his photograph up. You better have picked one where he's wearing a suit. He is wearing a suit. Okay, good. No, he's wearing velvet. <laughs> That's Get still a suit. <laughs> That's still a suit, technically. Technically. technically, Get one where he's with with Arnold. Okay, I'll get I'll get, I'll get the one with with when uh with he's with his dad there. Okay, I see it now. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, of course, Palm Springs. <laughs> oh, you caught that. I know you. Yes, gotta be quiet about that. Can't talk bad about that place. Get a, get in trouble. There we go. Look at that. See, they look happy. Yeah, uh, you see. Where's the other son? The other son is the one with the what's with his the name? housekeeper. Yeah, what's um, his name? Joseph. Joseph. Okay. Bossman, you asking if I live in Florida is kind of um scary. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a creep right now for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, I, you know, it happens to some people in here. You know, you get you get comfortable and they start acting like creeps. It happens. I don't know why. I wonder if Bossman is the one that used to call in insulting me, remember? Oh, no, that's not him. I know who that guy is, and he's he's hilarious. Yeah, I think it's the guy that blocks me on Twitter. I don't know why he did. I don't know he why. Was like never, our, I w- he was our troll. Yeah, I never, Um, I don't know why. I liked him, even though he was, you know, kind of nasty at times, but amusing, though. Yeah, I once saw you retweet him, and then I couldn't see it, and then I clicked on it, and it said he had me blocked. Ooh. Yeah, I hurt. I get hurt when I get blocked. I do. I do. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I got Joseph- the photograph. Okay. Joseph is the son that he had with the housekeeper. Right. The Guatemalan, right? Yes. Is she Guatemalan? Uh, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't know exactly. No. Interesting. I know it's not. Maybe Nicaragua? Let me see. Hold on. Look at that. Joseph. I do have that photograph up now with him and Arnold. Okay. 
and they are riding a bicycle together. Look at that. Yeah. Isn't he a good dad? I like that photograph. Yeah. Yeah, he's just being a regular, you know, regular dad there. He's, a, cool. I mean, he always was, um, like, he would always, like, provide money for him and stuff. Ah, I mean, yes. I, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm glad that he has that sort of relationship with uh, the kid there. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Uh-oh. Right? It's going to get dark? It is, actually. Okay. Oof. Oh, I, I got a picture of the mom now. Oh, no. Oh, I'm Michael, doing it. Look. Oh, I'm doing it. You don't know what you're talking about here. Okay, this the is thing amazing. is, the thing is that um, the family doesn't really like the son. Like Uh-oh. Arnold's other kids. There's some heat there. There is definitely some heat. Oh, they, snap. Like he follows them on social media and they don't follow him. Oh, he comments rejected. on their pictures. Yeah, it's not his freaking fault. That's messed um, up. Okay, you put an un... Okay, she always... She's not very pretty, but I don't know. Maybe well, she did know, stuff. The heart wants what the heart wants. No, maybe she was into like butt sex or something. And Who Arnold knows? was into that. She got all freaky. <laughs> maybe. I don't think Maria was probably really. She didn't look like she would be good in in, in bed. This is horrible. <laughs> Wouldn't be good in bed. That's a, Maria? that's a great assessment there. Yeah. Maria looks like she wouldn't be good in bed. I don't and think I, I even want to know that. Yeah, and I hell. feel that Hispanic women, they know, they know how to please a man. I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> what just happened? What just happened there? I don't know. I don't know God. where you took us. <laughs> Sorry. You took us into a um, very dark sort of cave, pun intended. <laughs> oh, it's not that dark. I, well, <laughs> kind of um big there, you know. Good lordy. <laughs> That's a very unfortunate looking woman. Look at Bosman. You may have a chance. He's my new troll. He's he's my new hater. Ah, well, there's plenty of idiots to choose from. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yes. But we love them. Yes. We love them all. And Vanessa, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program here. We've had some fun uh, talking about do. these. Yes, I had a great time talking to you here. Yes. As always. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so what's going on with you, Vanessa? Are are you going to finally go to sleep out there in the East Coast, or, or are you going to stay up? I'm going to stay up, always up. You're always awake, aren't you? It's it's not even 2 a.m. Oh, the night's young then. Yes, very the young. The night's young. <laughs> right on. Well, Vanessa, thanks for being here, and if, again, we will definitely have to do this again, and the next time we are back on the air again, it, it will be on a Patreon. Yay, I like that. Yeah, we, we have to talk about Richard Ramirez. That's right. The Night yes. Stalker. We'll be interviewing uh, some guest about it, right? Yes. I love true crime. So Michael's allowing me to be present. Yeah, true crime. But, you know, I've been wanting to talk about that whole case, even though it happened so long ago. Yeah. I just always was fascinated with it. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to sort of go back in time and talk about that case. Yeah. So if you want to hear it. Sign up for the Patreon. That's right. <laughs> yes. Sign up. Only $5, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's a coffee. This will be exclusive content that you won't find on the podcast or live edition of the program. But you know what I'm thinking about doing, Vanessa? Uh, that first episode that we recorded together, I was thinking of releasing just a little bit of that uh, that show for free. Just maybe 20, 30 minutes and put that up. Uh, for the, for those out there that listen on the uh, podcast version of the program. Really? Yeah. Are you 
Are just you a few minutes. Really? Give them a little it, taste. It, you get very, you expose on there. I get really crazy and, you know, I let, I let people know what's going on. You reveal too much, I think. Sometimes <laughs> I do, but you know, I have to just like, you know, just like the other idiots out there that listen to this program, the ones that host radio shows and produce them. You know, I've been feuding with a lot of those people and they hang on to every single one of my words. That's why some of them even follow me on Twitter, even though I haven't said anything too um, flattering about them. I, f I follow them back because well, I, I like to feud. Well, you know, haters are your biggest fans. Just oh, look at Boss, Boss Man is my biggest fan. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, Vanessa, thank you for being here. And, and we'll do this again uh, very, very shortly. Thank you. Good night. All right. Take care, Vanessa. Bye. Bye-bye. And there she goes, ladies and gentlemen. And, oh, I'm seeing that photograph of the mother again. I, I got to take that photograph down. That was scaring me, boys and girls. My goodness. And Mindful Mac D, thank you for hanging out with us here and uh, being in the chat room. And, uh, yes, Oregon. What a wild state you live in. Lots of things going on out there. Very green out there. Love that. And I do want to thank... All of those out there who did tune in and hang out with myself, Marshall Masters, Leo Zagami, and Vanessa, the Florida correspondent. And for those that want to sign up on Patreon, the address is patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And yes, international listeners out there, thank you so much for your support as well. And we'll do this again very, very soon. Stay safe out there, everyone, no matter where you are on this island earth. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. Take care, folks. <laughs>